You're listening to Creative Writing, part of the Moto One Podcast Network. I'm your host, Junkie, and this is episode 173. I want to remind you that we're brought to you through generous support from our patrons. If you're interested in more information, head over to patreon.com forward slash creative writing and also Field Initiative Knives. Check them out on Instagram, field underscore initiative underscore knives. Now here's some old school intro music. Welcome to Creative Writing, the best podcast you're listening to right now. Unless, of course, you have two devices running and you're listening to two podcasts simultaneously. In which case, the other one is probably better. All right, that is the intro music, if you didn't know. All right, everybody, this is a Creative Writing Motorcycle Podcast. We're back for another week of fun and hijinks and everything else that goes along with fun and hijinks. And uh, we got Wiggins in the studio. We got Jay in the studio. Hey, hey. And guess what? That little, that little beep ticking you, you hear is me. I'm getting ready to call somebody. And uh, we're going to have a special guest on the show. But on this week's show, I tried to make an itinerary so we didn't go for three hours like last week. <laughs> but guess what? We just might. We never know. <laughs> so uh, this week on the show, we're gonna, we have some cool fantasy stuff that we're going to talk about. Uh, and in the meantime, talk about fantasy racing, fantasy baseball, fantasy bunches of stuff. Whoa, I better turn this down. <laughs> you guys talk amongst yourselves. I don't even know if my mic is Hello. Hi. Hi, I took you out so nobody could hear who it was. <laughs> I'm going to plug you in. Don't say anything. All right. I hope it's no nitrous nitrous, Chris. Did you see he changed his Instagram name? I know. Why did he do that? Because he took his nitrous off yeah, and went turbo. Because he, he doesn't run uh, nitrous anymore. So instead of being turbo, I thought Chris, he was doing turbo and nitrous. No, no. I love it. No, no nitrous, Chris. All right. So from, from the great white <laughs> north of Wisconsin, we have the 2017 WIR Top 10 Champion. I'm not even sure what 2018 was because the rules changed. But Champ, are you there? The champ is here. Whoa. I had you turn up so loud. The champ is in the house. It is. See, everybody was expecting no nitrous Chris thinks I'm. And here they get his trusty sidekick. Yeah. His protege, his uh, his muse, if you will. That's right. And the, uh, the, dog's, yeah, the dog's taking our... The do- we need to get a dog-free studio in here. She just took. She just took away the headphones. She's taking yeah. away some mics. Our gear She's is a, not. A what a bad dog! Person. It's not dog. Yeah. I'm gonna turn myself down and turn this dog out while you tell us what have you been up to. Uh, you know the the uh, the WIR top ten season is coming up here right around the corner, and I think you have been. I saw you out on the roads actually with uh, Narissa and her husband, which I thought was super cool. And, that uh, was super cool. Yeah, I wanted to talk a little bit about that because that was actually social media doing uh, doing its job. Yeah. <laughs> and also, I know with everything right around the corner, uh, usually it's so much fun to, to watch the Facebook page and, and see um, everybody scrambling and like whining and crying about the amount of dollars and the amount of miles <laughs> they're going to have to travel in order to race. But I haven't seen that this year. What's going on? Have people chilled out or what? I don't know. I don't know if if people have chilled out. I don't know. I can't speak for the rest of the camp um, or the rest of the crew. Even I know that it's the whole WIR top 10 um, bike class has taken on so many different faces, I guess you could say, in the last few seasons. Um, So 
Chris and I aren't necessarily committing to every single race at WIR this season because we're leaving the doors open for other opportunities to race elsewhere that we've kind of tabled for the last couple seasons right? Um, because we've committed to WIR. So we're switching gears a little bit, pun intended, I guess. But um, <laughs> Oh my God, I don't know. you're we're, such a dad. We're exploring our options. <laughs> yeah, and the, the, the turbo build is slowly coming along. So I don't know, like I guess between um, his build not being done yet and um, my bike almost being done and just the weather here being so bad. Yeah. Like our spring is, it's just like just this week it started to get warm. Yeah. So I think (laughs) everything's behind a little bit and we're just kind of like focusing our energy in different places right now. Yeah. You know know what's interesting about that is that he's... I mean, I know the switch from no nitrous for him was going to be a big one. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. I figured he'd have it figured out and dialed in by now. But I, you know, seeing seeing what where he's actually at has surprised me that he's not done yet. And and it is weeks away. He might be one of the guys that we see scrambling here. You know, the week beforehand. Um, you know, he is like he's always so cool under pressure, and like I'm sure you guys pick up on that too when you talk to him. And I know there's definitely, it's not like a, he's not like in the, oh my God, why isn't this done mode? He's as chill as it's ever been um, when it comes to a build um, right before the season starts, which has happened, I think, almost every single year now um, that he's, you know, doing something, rebuilding a motor. This is the biggest build he's done, I think, since I've known him. Um, But he's, he's, there was one last big part that he was waiting on. Um, to show up so he could get all the wiring done on his bike. And it finally shipped today from what I understand. Nice. So that was the holdup. Otherwise I think everything would have been pretty well buttoned up by, by now. Yeah. So, but I mean, and like the thing with him too, is there's no detail left overlooked. That's what, I mean, that's what was kind of throwing me off. He's so, I mean, he's always so, uh, is anal the word I'm looking for? They're meticulous. <laughs> yeah, meticulous. It depends on detail yeah. Very detail oriented and yeah. very, um, I mean, he does, he, he takes everything into consideration when doing a build. So I know he does it slow and, and steady, but I've never seen him. He's usually always like making fun of people and taunting them by this point in the game and not to see him still, uh, still, finishing up the last few things is kind of exciting. Um, what is it? What you said, your bike's still not done. What do you need to do? Like besides put gas, I thought you just rode it the other week or this week. Oh, n- well, no, I rode my, uh, so the first, the first bike that I ever had, I still have. Um, and that's the first bi- first bike that I ever raced. Right. And so it's been retired from racing and it's been a little bit more streetable, but it's definitely not like a comfortable street bike. <laughs> I didn't um, look like it. <laughs> slam, no. You looked no. slam boosted out in the farmland. <laughs> no, that was, that's my 600. So that was, um, yeah, oh. but I mean the, the 600 is low and long and yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean stock gearing on it, but still like, it's not a comfortable ride for yeah. 254 miles. Yeah. <laughs> It was. It looked pretty rad. I was like, "Oh man, that's she's out there." You know, don't hit a bump or anything. That thing was <laughs> no. low. Yeah, so. and it's just, you know, it's, I'm very cognizant of going over parking like parking lot entrances yeah. and anything like that. You better and, have a long, uh, shallow driveway. Hey, what is that? Yeah. Is that a Gixxer, by the way? Yeah, it's a <laughs> or, 2000, 2005 Gixxer. GSXR 600. Uh-huh. So it's not a Gixxer, right? It's, it's, it's a, a Gixxer. Gixxer. <laughs> um, yeah, we were talking last week. J six hundred lowered. Yeah, I, I could pull up a pic for you uh, while we're while we're chatting. And Jay, last week, she was talking about 
looking for some gigs or <laughs> 600. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, no, that was, it looked like such a fun time. And I'm glad you guys got to meet some of uh, Creative Writing family. But I mean, I guess it's Wisconsin family. <laughs> I just, I oh, just want to throw my, my name on there. No, you know what? Like social media did its job. And I feel like, you know, it's the same thing like with the whole crew over there, like where you guys are. I felt like I knew you before we we ever chatted for the first time. Like even you and I produced a guy when we first chatted a few years ago. Like, I can't it just, believe I had my shirt off for that interview, by the way. <laughs> so embarrassed now. <laughs> well, what is it this time? Your pants are off? What's going on it's over like there? It's like there's a camera in here. Full commando. <laughs> yes, full commando. He's behind the desk. We don't even notice there's no pants. <laughs> Social our, media definitely did its job. And meeting Narissa and John was awesome. Like I knew, I felt like I knew them before I met them because Chris and Narissa chatted quite a bit and like it was like meeting somebody that I had known forever and they're just super humble, smart, kind, funny people. And it was a day of laughs. It was so much fun. Yeah. And you know what? Like she's always down. I mean, Narissa, I can't speak for sing time, but I know Narissa is just like one of the most fun people. Uh, I've met her in person, so I, I know you know what a what a charming personality she has. I can only imagine her husband's pretty much the same. And to get you know you and Sing Syme together with the, the four of you, it seems like it's a an eighties uh, sitcom waiting to happen. <laughs> <laughs> it was a pre- it was it was fun, you know. And like there was there was <laughs> I was talking with Chris because um, we had we couldn't you know as smart as the four of us are together, we just were <laughs> struggling to get our Cena's paired, all four of us. <laughs> That's so, I saw that on Instagram. Oh my gosh! Like really? Like it's a pain all the, in the intelligence ass. between I, those four people. Yeah. I, it, <laughs> I tried getting three of them hooked up, and it took took us about fifteen minutes. It's yeah, and we managed. Fun. We got three accidentally, but three's not you know <laughs> as fun. So we went back to pairs. But um, Chris and I were chatting, and we had figured out that I hadn't street ridden in I don't even like maybe since sometime in the early summer last year. Wow! And I certainly had not done any kind of a long ride like that in longer than that. Yeah. So I, and this was the first time that I had ridden at all on the street this year. So it was like, you know, get your bearings about you real quick. And yeah. <laughs> I may or may not have killed it a couple times accidentally. <laughs> but I, I, I stopped gearing. I thought, what you know, I thought we're looking well, at, we're looking at pictures of you right now. And it's hard to tell just how low that thing is. But uh, I got a picture of your Busa up on my wall. You're doing a pretty dank hoolie on it, but uh, that 600, I don't have a picture of to to show the folks, but we do have that Instagram pic of you guys riding. You can tell it's pretty, you know, you can tell. It looks like a Grom. (laughs) It does. It does. And you know, the crazy thing is like, I felt like, I felt like um, Randy from A Christmas Story where the mom like gets him all in a snowsuit and then he falls over and like he can't get up. Like that's how I felt that day because I had on all the layers. I was was impressed with myself getting my jeans on. Yeah. Oh, it was awful. And then I had on these gloves that were like better for shoveling than riding a motorcycle. (laughs) But I was warm and it worked. So it was cool. What was the temperature? Um, I think the high... I was gonna the say high that day was here. like close to seventy. The, I think the high was or wow. sixty-five, but 
But in the morning when I left at eight, it was chilly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like, brisk. From the front, it almost looks like one of those um, Suzuki scooters. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like one of those ones that you that looks like a motorcycle till it turns sideways. <laughs> it, it, yes. it is the Bergman. Low. Yeah, it's the, the transformer. And, and yeah, we're looking at a picture of you. You do look bundled. You look. I know you've been working out, so I mean, maybe that's your muscles underneath there. And, no, but uh, no, that no. Uh-uh. You, do look, you do look like a little uh, what's his face? Yeah, from <laughs> Christmas story where you, I can't put my arms down. I could not say enough that day. I felt so beefy, like there was just there was nothing nimbly bimbly about me. It was just bundle it up and pack it in and let's go. Yeah, hey, there's a picture of Narissa from a few years ago. Look at this. Uh, swimsuit model. I can't believe the weather got cold enough for her to dress up like that in Wisconsin. <laughs> it was probably 50. She felt like it's swimsuit weather. But yeah, I'm I'm excited for you guys to start. Uh, Gulmeyer and uh, Sing Simon have been texting me back and forth. They want it on the show, but you know what? I said champs first. And, oh my uh, lord. Yeah, I know. This is- Come on, that was. Uh, I feel like it was forever ago. <laughs> well, you know, only seventeen. What I don't even remember what happened last year because you guys had a big change, not only in the rules but in it wasn't top ten anymore. It was it was more of like a. Um, I mean, I know I know top ten is branching out, and I know that they're trying to invite more people to ride. So it kind of wasn't an exclusive list that you had to make, and I feel like that changed it a lot because now. Uh, instead of having like a web page with all these writers, you know, I, I, it was a crummy page on our blog. It's still there if people want to go back and relive the glory and tell their grandmas, hey, look, I'm exclusively on this page. <laughs> but now I know that like anybody can come, right? And there's a bunch of people that want it on that list. And so oh, yeah. you start letting them on and now it looks like there's going to be a ton of competition. So I'm excited. So for those who don't know, what exactly are you talking about? It's the WIR's top 10 bikes. And it was it started out as a, as a Facebook group that raced up there at uh, Wisconsin International Raceway and I guess the Dragaway too, right? Great Lakes Dragaway. And what- no, we only like the the WIR top ten bikes was exclusive to WIR. WIR. Okay, yeah. So they kind of based it off of like the Street Outlaws show, and you had to make a list, and only the top ten uh, got. <laughs> Only the top 10 got admitted and, and got to race, and you had to make it onto that list by beating the bottom rung to even get on the list. So, I mean, it was well, pretty cool. You could, people, I, I, like, if people showed up to race, we weren't going to, like, cross our arms and be like, you're not racing today. If they weren't in the top 10, it was just that to have a number next to your name, 1 through 10, you needed to, you know, beat somebody right. or or prove whatever. But anybody was welcome to come and make some passes and you know, hang out in the pits and talk a bunch of trash with everybody and have fun. And yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's changed, it's evolved, it's improved or, you know, whatever you want to say. Right. And I'm looking over the last couple of years, I'm looking now at, um, because last year was the big change where it wasn't purely like heads up last year. There was like a chip thing involved. You got just for making a pass, you got like one point for getting best ET though. You got a point. So you didn't Mm -hmm. necessarily have to get the fastest ET to win that race, right? If you had the best reaction time and, um, I don't know, maybe like got the whole shot. Even if you lost the race, you were still two points to one or something like that. Like it was a little bit more 
involved and I think a little bit it kind of helped make it more interesting because now you're not just going for straight horsepower at the you know at the at the far end you're yeah. kind of working toward uh getting your reaction times better uh getting your 60 feet down you know you're working on a whole bunch of different factors and still building a kick-ass bike so I mean I, I kind of liked it and then this year it sounds like they're kind of keeping the same ish format but I'm looking at uh Goldmeyer's things here He's got like whole spreadsheets and stuff where it it went from writing it on the back of like a uh, you know college ruled notebook paper to actually having Goldmeyer here posting stuff online, which I know he's not even computer literate. It looks so like it definitely can't be him. It might be one of his kids <laughs> making it or something. <laughs> yeah, they program. Oh yeah, it says right here, Dad. We programmed the VCR for you. You're welcome, and we made this spreadsheet for your crummy racing. Um, so, yes. so yeah, he's like so he's a CNC computer programmer, but then uh, just like every CNC, I thought computer, he was a fab guy. Um, he's a CNC guy hmm. and, and just like every CNC guy, we got Wiggins here. Hmm. How much DOS do you know, bro? Do you even, do, do you even spreadsheet? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> so do yeah. G and M codes, man. Yeah. See. And so he's got like a whole cool thing here where now it's got everybody already kind of bracketed out for the win. You don't have to wait, I guess. Cause that was another thing as well. He's got four rounds down here, but you guys sometimes would only make it through two before it started raining. You know what I'm saying? Mm. You guys, Dude, yeah. the rain gods were like hanging out over the track last oh, yeah. year. It was so bad. And every time on the show, I'd be like, oh, they're racing tonight. You know, and we recorded it on Tuesdays and it would still happen that it, three <laughs> days later be boring there. So uh, yeah. it was a bummer. It was a real bummer. I felt bad that you guys only got to race about three rounds. But um, so, yeah, I mean, it was it was fun. It was it's always it's always fun. Like anytime we get to race, it's fun. And um, last year, a little bit of different strategy was involved. So, um, uh, Eric Hansen ended up taking first, Chris took second, I took third. Yeah. So there was, you know, a little strategy, a little, little connivory going on. (laughs) He, he, Singsheim sent us a whole like breakdown of how that went down. And Mm -hmm. because of the points that we were talking about earlier, where you get different points for different things he told me that if if i ran it would be no good to michelle for you know i would be up six points and still not take the win so like the better thing to do would be to let her race one round and get like x amount of points so that we'd finish second and third and i was like man you guys you really have really been thinking about this you know what i'm saying like, oh yeah you put a lot of time in in uh back alley or back pit uh you know on the back row when where nobody's looking where the uh, spotlights don't hit right you guys are back there drawing in the sand making all these like little charts to break down and you guys still came in second and third, which I'm really proud of you. And and he was telling me it just would have worked out to where you both would have got really crummy had you not done your little scheme. So you really got to pay attention. If this is, if you're not if you don't have Facebook, you're already going to be missing out because uh, it's not like you guys have your own TV show yet. But uh, <laughs> but yeah. it would be such a menagerie of things too. <laughs> oh, I know, I know, and just getting all those accents you know like having it's not like we'd need subtitles underneath all of you guys like you're i understand you but i'm sure some of the other people i think i think chris needs more subtitles than i do (laughs) yeah for sure for sure uh i would like to see you around here in la though ordering a taco like they'd be looking at you like what are you saying lady you are brutal (laughs) (laughs) no you know what you need to do is you need to get codas on the horn and you gotta ask him to say to say the word sausage. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> Sal saggy. Oh, yeah. I want a Sal saggy. 
Uh, no, this is Chicago boy asking for a sausage. Is it cracks mm-hmm. me up? <laughs> <laughs> nice. So uh, on the Busa is or on any of the bikes, is it a rule that the tail section has to cover the rear wheel? Um, no. So, so not that I'm aware of. I have not, because I guess I'm thinking to not so much at WIR, but when we race people at, um, Great Lakes Straightaway, which is our home track, there are quite a few guys whose tail section do not cover the rear wheel. So I'm guessing, or I'm assuming it's not necessarily, so I, uh, I official have a, another stupid question then. There are no stupid questions, and I might not even have an answer to a question anyways. So why does everyone with a Busa put that disgusting thing on the back Wait of their Wait a minute. Leg? It's not disgusting. It's just they've they've proven that it's, they can kill someone from the movie it's Alien. It's so large. I mean, I guess. The, the tail it, section, it, you mean? The yeah, one, is like it the, for Arrow? The one that I have or the the one that... Like the, the one, one that, that every, looks like a fin. We're looking at the Gold, one that every Busa dragged. That's yeah. not. Oh, is that at, we're looking at Goldmeyer's right now, and he has like the alien head. You know, yeah. that is oh, it's pretty crazy. So it's whale. bigger than the rest of the bike. <laughs> if you were to paint oh, sure. a white spot on that, it would look like Shamu's head on the back <sighs> of his bike. Yes. Okay. Now here's my argument with that. Like there, the guys have explained to me why having that is so much better. And I actually they, have one they, sitting. Were they trying to mansplain to I you? I think they're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever well, their reason is, it's wrong. The um the tail that the so I have one of those tail sections, and the guys are more like gung ho, I guess you could say, to have it on my bike than I am. But I'm more like I like the aesthetics as well, um, and they are explaining to me how once everything comes together it all works and performs in a certain way. So like that whole tail section, everything is built into it and it's actually lighter than the tail section I have. Really? But what do you we mean like everything's changed. built into it? So like the seat, like the seat is built into it and then I wouldn't need like a whole, uh, like a separate seat. So like right now I have a seat pan that comes apart from the tail section. And then on the tail section that I have right now, the hump comes off and there's like a whole trunk space. Oh, and yeah. so you definitely all of that, that but- it's all like extra and it weighs more. And then I don't know exactly because I was more focused on everything else that we had changed on the bike this year, but there's some explanation as to how that and modifications on the whole back half of the bike all gelled together and it works. I don't know at all. Chris so, knows uh, that way better than I do. You know, a a Jigs or a thousand race tail would probably fit and and look a hundred times better. <laughs> I think it's been done. I think we talked about it, and quite honestly, I don't remember what the answer was to it. I think it looks like a whale, like yeah, a, like a whale. It's huge. You know, yep. yeah, it's like, it's like big. It's bigger than you are. <laughs> it's it's big. Yeah, it's big. So I don't know. Like I I dig my bike how it is right now, but I also understand that there are. I don't know, re- like reasons behind every move that's made with my bike, every change that's made with my bike. So <laughs> they tried to mansplain you into getting the alien head on the back of there, and I, I would. Not oh, do I got it. mansplained, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I bet that was it's awesome. Real hooligan race bikes are great. There's no reason, but see, for like any of it. <laughs> the thing, the thing with Chris too is like he's really good at listening to uh, what I like, what I dig, and understanding my vision really well, and. 
on like figuring out a way to make it happen in a way that I'm happy with how the bike looks and also that it's performing at its best as well. Yeah. So, I mean, there's always like, there's always a good balance between things. So I'm, I don't think I'll be steered wrong in that department. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of fighting that tail, but we'll see what happens. Yeah. No, I definitely love the tail that you have on now. We're looking at pictures of it and it looks fab. Like it's, it just, it looks so stock almost, you know, I mean, is it stock? Uh, that's not a stock tail. I didn't think so. It's a little bit too wide to be stock, but it's not, Um, it just doesn't look crazy. I'm thinking, uh, no, I think that is an aftermarket, but it's got the hump with the lock on it still. Yeah. Like I've got the trunk space. You know what I love about looking at your Facebook page, by the way, like I only girl that has like a picture of you teaching some kids and then just like (laughs) a pair of forks. Uh, you stand, you getting like a ga- pink gas tank, you doing some burnouts, like, and then like back to you, like posing in front of a house and then like back to some triple clamps. I'm like, dude, this is, a, this is a rad. I love it's this. It's so thing. random. Yeah. It's, it, everybody else is like, oh, I'm sniffing a flower and now I'm like petting a dog every, and a uh, internet cat here and there, but yours is just like <laughs> hardcore. We're looking at your, uh, your Gixer or Gixer as Gixer. Jay likes to say. The Gixer. And, and that's thing looks pretty sweet it reminds me of a wild boar because it's so front heavy and then just like that little tail and i'm always amazed that you guys are only running like 16s in the rear that you wouldn't put like more meat i don't know if that throws off the gearing and the takeoff and everything but a wider tire at least even you know like or a square tire 17s in the rear i thought you guys were running 16s in the rear in the front 16 in the front oh okay because it's small and light but they got to run. You have to run DOT tires, correct? So you're not allowed slicks. No slicks. Yeah. But does no it, slicks. doesn't Mickey Thompson make like a? It depends on what class you. So Mickey sorry, Thompson makes a kind of a not a spec, but they do make a tire pretty well for that class. Yeah. For for like a street tire class or for slicks? Are you saying for a street tire class? They made oh, like do a, they? Yeah, Mickey Thompson. Like when that that super street class was big, and everyone was running like race scrubs. Um, Mickey Thompson made a, makes a tire like that's kind of for that. That's hmm. probably the best one going. I know him. He lives a, down the street. We'll talk to him for you. It's like a drag radial, but it's in a 17, and it's not super duper wide. So, yeah. yeah. Hmm. Jay, look at the front of her tire. Like the only thing – literally the forks only stick out of the fairing <laughs> long enough for you to take that axle bolt out, and that's it. Like your bike is so slammed. It's incredible. It It is. And like – it obviously wasn't like that when I had first gotten it. And it's just kind of one of those things where it's retired from racing and it's been fine on the street, but I'm kind of looking to graduate away from that. Really? So I we'll got see. a question. I, I'm never going to get rid of the bike. Like the bike will, I'll be buried with it or something. Yeah, but. I still have my first bike. Well, my first street bike, you know that. And, and the first bike I ever drag raced on too, Spamala. Mm-hmm. And uh, she went 52 <laughs> miles an hour. <laughs> it was terrifying. Um, I know you do that, uh, Brennan. You do that just taking out of the water box. <laughs> like, um, I, have a, I have a question for you. A serious, okay. serious question for once in my life. <laughs> what if we opened that hump that's on your tail section? I sneak in while you're sleeping or like entertaining people with cheese curds and beers and I go get the key <laughs> and I pop that open. What am I going to find in that hump? And I, 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 don't, which- I don't want it to be, oh, the electronics. I want it to be some secret, dark you know, terrible thing that you've done in the past. <laughs> oh my Lord. Are you talking about the blue bike or the black one? The blue bike. Oh no, I'm not allowed to keep anything in there. <laughs> oh, God. I, didn't, I didn't want that. I, I didn't want to 
open up and find air in there. I wanted, well, I wanted some. It's a giant cheese wheel. Yes, there, there the has shoe to be air. Of the I've, man, I ran over last summer. <laughs> I have, <laughs> I have wrecked the hump with my rump three times now. <laughs> so the the hump has to stay empty because we don't want things flying out of it yeah. on the track. Right, I see. You need to quit doing so many like squats and lunges. You're, I mean. I saw the, <laughs> I, I, on your feed, uh, you cannot dispute this. I saw you arm wrestling and winning with your butt against somebody. And, uh, <laughs> that is a lie. Oh, okay. That is a bold faced lie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm glad she tells the truth. But yeah, I'm, a, you know, I, I love the way your bike looks and I'm super excited to see how you do this year. Um, have you been doing anything to, like you said, you haven't ridden, uh, street in a while. Have you been, at least practicing that, doing burnouts in your driveway on this thing, getting ready for the season. <laughs> no, nothing. It's been it's been God. pitiful. Like this last kid, week, she comes straight out the trailer and then just wins races left and right. I, <laughs> well, amazed. last Monday, last Monday or Sunday into Monday, it snowed I know, and I like know how it was it ice. Don't let him talk shit. <laughs> <laughs> and then I don't know. Our spring, like I said, is just it's come so late. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's just kind of bought us time and. Yeah, I mean, no better way to get the season started than to just take it off the trailer yeah, right, and right. get right after it. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. I mean, the bike's totally different this year. So, so it looks like in round one, you're going to be taking on Jake the Snake Roberts. Uh, what do you, how, how are you feeling about that? So here's the here's the deal. Like the I I saw the spreadsheet, but I haven't really looked at it. So the whole thing is this: like for us to take off especially early in the season, like for the first couple of races, um, we have to take off work or leave work early to get up there because it's a two hour ride. Yeah. So I don't know, like I said, it's tough for us to commit to the first few races, especially, but we're just kind of up in the air and freeing up those weekends will offer us the time and money to travel to a little bit of distance to other tracks that we've been wanting to get to, or even just go like ride dirt. Like that's something that we've gotten oh, into a little right. bit more. I know with with the Singsheim has a whole squad of DRs now. Like that looks like so much fun. Seriously, like that is that was one thing that I had said forever that I wanted to try, and I was just like, I want to ride motocross. And now, while it wasn't like you know X X Games type motocross, he got me out on dirt for the first time last year, yeah. and it was the most fun. Like, nice. just, I, I, it's, it's so hard to explain. Like the first time I went out, like he'll never steer me wrong in anything that I do motorcycle related. <laughs> He's great. And so, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. And I think, I think some of the time the guy's got more confidence in me than I do when it comes to stuff, <laughs> but I good. just, I go along with it. I'm like, all right, here we go. Right. So I've got on all the gear that I need to, to be safe, of course. And you know, he's like, it's really not much different and you just got to pay attention to this and that. So we go out to this place called the bong recreational area. Yeah. I saw that. I, I got a laugh out of that. <laughs> yeah. Right. So we, we go riding the first time and like our first time out, uh, I think we made like a couple loops at one point I was on sideways on the bike on the ground. <laughs> nice. I, everything worked out fine though. And then like we blew a fuse, had to push it back. And that was the day Yeah, like such nonsense. And then the couple times we went out after that, it was, so much fun. Like I experienced true mud and like falling over right. and being absolutely soaked and crusty in mud. Right. After that, it That's was around, like, like that muddy area is right around the famous hole there. Right. 
Um, with the mud, the day of the mud where it was like really bad, we were up in Leona, Wisconsin. Oh, you weren't at the bunghole getting muddy around. No, no. I'm sure, I'm sure like, you know, Sing Syme, I've never seen him ride dirt, but I'm sure that he's probably pretty fun no matter where he goes, uh, to, to be around. And I'm sure you guys had a couple laughs. I would love to come back there and get out, be part of the DR army with you guys. Um, I think, oh my gosh. you know what, for, for drag racing, have you ever considered, you know, now that you're getting into dirt straight rhythm, what Red, is that Red Bull straight rhythm? It's where they take a motocross track and instead of making it go left and right over jumps, it just goes in a straight line. You could incorporate your new love of dirt and your professional skills at drag racing and incorporate the two into one and just do like a straight dirt, uh, you know, like just drag race, but have jumps and stuff on it. (laughs) It's kind of like drag racing, but with jumps in the middle. It sounds fun. Uh, it, yes, I knew you would say that, and I think that uh, I think you would actually have a lot of fun once you got more, you know, got your dirt feet, so to speak. I'll um, try anything on two wheels. I'll yeah, gi- I'll give it a try God. at least once. You can do some dirt drags. Yeah, that too. There's so much that we talk about, like even just like heading out west and seeing the races out there and stuff. Like it would be so cool. It would be so cool. Like if how only far, we had all the time. How far west and the money are you resources. talking? Well, like we've talked about checking out the salt flats, oh. not necessarily racing, but like going, um, watching, checking it out. And then Chris was telling me about something. What are the hill climbs out that way? Yes. I was just talking to him last year about Pike's Peak and it's coming yes. up pretty soon. It's coming up in yeah. like, Pike's Peak. Yep. Yeah. It's coming yeah. up in like 60 days. Yes. Because we're going to. not that far away. No. I, it might even be sooner than that. It's at the end of, at the end of, it's in June. So we got. April, halfway over, you know, yeah. May, June, boom. Is that how months go? I'm so dumb. I don't even know the months. <laughs> you got very good. Yes. <laughs> You're a teacher. You're an educator. Thank you for helping me with my shortcomings. Um, there you go. Yeah. I'm excited and I love, I, your enthusiasm is killing me. Like I love, uh, you need your own show. Would you like to take over creative writing? <laughs> uh, no. Uh, no. <laughs> the, I mean, the stuff that you guys get into and uh, all your enthusiasm, like I'm telling you, I used to love looking at your feed because every Friday or every Thursday, it was like, look, I got some bike parts. And I was like, there's no other woman on the internet. Well, not on, the on Facebook in my friends group. That narrows it down quite a bit, doesn't it? There's no other uh, friend in my feed that is so excited to get a bike part and stays up late at night, like scrubbing it and washing it and sticking it on and then figuring out if it fits and testing it out and then going drag racing on it. So, uh, you know, the fun thing, like Chris and I, um, like, there's always some some way that we're changing either my bike or his bike every off season. And so it turns out for mine, we usually end up like at a restaurant someplace and a whole new list of what I need to get is written out on either a napkin or a placemat. And so like, I still have that napkin hanging in my kitchen right now. And it was, it was a to-do list and we completely derailed the original plan and went in a different direction and I'm still getting parts, but instead of like them coming in the mail, they're literally coming off of Chris's bike and they're getting cleaned and going onto my bike. Do you think maybe he's like, he wants to build a second bike and he's like, you know what would be cool to have? And he's like, I if know I, how to get that if part If I give here. this to Michelle, yeah. Yes. <laughs> you know, he had, he had part of one uh, started and so he was going to like leave the nitrous bike and nitrous bike. And then he was going to do a completely separate turbo build. And then the, like 
it all turned out the way that it was supposed to. So some of the parts that he had for the turbo build ended up on my Busa. And slowly over time, he's overcome his hate of Busas, or maybe at least mine. <laughs> and so now I feel like he he digs it. And, you know, he likes it more than he used to. I yeah. hated him. And then I worked at a company, and when people would call to order parts for him, they'd, they'd have Busas. And I thought those, <laughs> were, those were pretty badass. They were, they oh were trying gosh. to get stuff for their Busa. Booza. That's like, right. That sounds like something we would say here with our accent. <laughs> These were oh. a Florida crowd, I think, for the most part. Hey man, I got that booza. And it's funny how like, it's <laughs> funny how those bikes specifically are different in different regions of the country. <clears throat> absolutely. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is it, and like even within different like townships here in in Wisconsin, they're very different. They're very different. Have yeah. you seen the amazing clip of the guy who's like in Saudi Arabia and it's all gold? This the Busa oh. is just entirely gold and his hair is like flowing and he's like just <laughs> riding. Oh on my it. gosh. <laughs> it's that's too much. Or like yeah, that it's, it's or probably, like it's the, probably real gold too. Like it's probably gold. <laughs> oh leaf. yeah. For sure. No doubt. Yeah. Definitely not aerodynamic and lightweight. <laughs> no. No. I mean, come on. It's Saudi Arabia. It's a uh, 40 carat real gold or whatever, you know, like, yeah, weighs way about, uh, I don't know, as much as a Harley bagger. Um, no kidding. Yeah. Do you have any plans? Um, it's, and hey, listen, everybody that's, that's uh, out there in podcast land right now, I'll have you know, not only does Michelle train for Ironmans and- uh, I don't. I do not. Listen, you are like one of the buffest racers I know. And no. <laughs> yeah, you are. No. You run. How come Sing Slime's always tell me all you do is work out and run everywhere and try to make him do it too then? Well, I mean, like, we will walk and we do, like, ac- active things. <laughs> I got him to do a 5K with me last summer. See? After he, after he stopped trying to die and, like, he got healthy, <laughs> he became so much more fun again. Like, it was really exciting. I know. You know what? <laughs> I was talking to him about that. And I said, you know what, buddy? When I the very first time I interviewed you, you you were slow, at, uh, well, kind of slurring your words, and you talked very slow, and his voice even sounded different. You know what I'm saying? Oh my gosh! And he's it was he's, a matter of weeks. Yeah, it was like it was like it was a it was a slow it was a slow change for him to go because when I met him, he was fine, obviously, and then it was like the slow change to like Yuckyville. And then it's once they figured out what was going on and he was on medicine to literally save his life. It was super fast. Like I'd see him and he looked better. And then I'd see him maybe like four days later and he sounded different. And then a week later he was like, he lost so much more weight and he just had like this new, uh, like love for life. Right. And I like kept saying over and over, like I got the old Christopher back and it was like the best ever. Yeah. Well, you know what? And uh, now he can run two and a half Ks, right? Like at least. He can. <laughs> We're up to a two and a half K. Nice. One day we'll hit the five. <laughs> I love that when we did the run, he wore a shirt. Like I bought him a shirt that was a joke at the time because he was always complaining that everything hurts. So I bought him a shirt that says everything hurts and I'm dying. <laughs> and like hindsight, he really shirt. was dying. Yeah, so it's not I know, funny. <laughs> I know. You're like funny, not funny, right? Like still my buddy, right? Right. Uh, yeah. No. But then he wore that shirt when we went running and people totally loved it. Yeah. It they awesome. were laughing at him. He's like, you're laughing. I'm literally dying, guys. You're <laughs> laughing at me. What the hell? Yeah. No, I'm, I'm glad that, uh, you know, he's made the change and obviously... It sounds like you guys are having a lot of fun. 
you know, as a person, like you're saying, as a, as a, uh, a mentor and, uh, somebody that helps you be number, number three, but I think I'm having a number feeling, three. I have a feeling you're going to be number one again this year. Is it a coincidence you know, let- that when he started helping you? You came in after him? Yeah, that's kind of weird. <laughs> it was very strategic, you see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when he, was, know, when he was explaining the strategy to me, there was some things I didn't get. Like, why would you do that when she could have been second? <laughs> uh, I, think, I think we figured out that no matter what, uh, just because of where I was at and because of, like, I felt like I always ended up with a couple people that were going to be a real tough race for me every time we were up there. And so I feel like I, uh, no matter what was going to happen, I don't think that I could have taken second. I wasn't close. Like Chris always was within like one or two. Yeah. So we just, we rolled with it. We had fun with it. Last year was like the most winning season that I've had though. Otherwise. So like the car chicks battle, the sexes race and, uh, raced at Cordova. I came in second. That's when I wrecked my bike. Yikes. Um, What happened there? Well, that was that was our very last race of the season. So the Busa held well all this time and never had to do any major motor work until uh, this winter. But it was our very last race of the season and it was all women. So it was cars and I was the only bike and I made it to um, the final and the chick that I was racing is a friend of mine. She's awesome, Jenny uh, Zolper. And um, I made my second to last, well, it would have been my last pass that day. And I got to the end of the track and was just coasting it out, and it didn't sound right. And I knew earlier in the day something didn't sound right, but I thought I was just, like, imagining things or maybe hearing something else, like another car coming off the track. And so I got back to the pits, and I found the guys, and I'm like, it just does not sound right. So... Was this bikes or, bikes or cars? This well, it was both together. Okay. Like I was racing my bike and I was racing against chicks in cars. Oh, so, bam! Um, and like at most tracks, we can do that. Um, you know, as long as we're smart about it. But not in uh, California. We're such babies out here. You know, in Indiana, they always told us we couldn't do that either. But well, it, like at Byron, at Byron, we we are not allowed to race bikes and cars together. Yeah. So it's it's like on a track to track basis. I think yeah. F one so, and MotoGP should be allowed to race. Together I think as long as their insurance company doesn't know you're cool. Yeah. <laughs> oh right. So you, right. So is this is this when you rode it back to the pits and it sounded like a helicopter? That was Chris's bike that I did that uh, to. This time I did it to my own. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I'm spreading the love. So oh, it was boy. just it. Like the, I went and talked to talk to Jenny and her husband, who's they're just like incredibly awesome people, super understanding. And I was like, listen, I got nothing for you. And they were um, detuning the car because they knew that, you know, like balls to the wall. I didn't have enough on my bike with it being healthy for that car because the car was just so much faster. So they were actually actually looking to like play fair and make things a little bit more even. And I was like, I just have nothing because I. Like something didn't sound right. And so what we decided on was we were going to line up together and just do like a street roll down the track and let her take the stripe. So it was an official win. But even when I staged, something wasn't right. So I pulled off. She took the win. And then um, once we got into my uh, motor, it turned out to be I just I spun a rod bearing. Oh, dang. And then like everything got freshened up from there on out. Like I got a new crank and everything like everything's good to go. So did it crack the case or anything like that? Or? No, 
No, cases were fine. And that was the first time that we had opened the cases. So like all this time, however many, it's like over 20,000 miles on my bike. And I think I've got now over 2,000 passes, I want to wow. say. That's crazy. So just had played, just had played it so safe all the time because too, the thing is like, I knew that I didn't have the, you know, deep enough pockets to do a motor build every few months or every year even. So we just played it safe and ran what I had and it was good enough, you know? And so now everything's fresh and ready to go. And I'm pretty excited. It sounds different. It looks different. I can't wait to actually ride it. Yeah. It's funny when you spin a bearing, sometimes it, I mean, it sounds wrong. You're right. It doesn't sound the same, but sometimes it's hard to like, when that happens, it's hard to put like a finger on why it doesn't sound right. So I'm hoping you didn't like, uh, you know, try and (laughs) give it like the beans as you're going down the track. (laughs) You knew something was up. So you, uh, you didn't, but luckily, cause I've, I actually cracked a case that way on an old car that I had, uh, and it, you never know because you know when it's so when it's so loud that you can't really hear anything until until you hear that it goes bad. Yeah, yeah. It's by that by the time you're hearing it, it's usually bad news. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> so. and it wasn't like it, you know what it sounds like. It wasn't quite a knock, but it was like yeah, it just it was it was louder than a tick. Yeah, and you're trying to like describe it the best you can, and I think like the saving grace was that it was our last race of the season, or it was my last race of the season. And so, I mean, I wasn't going to go all out because it would have been a more expensive fix, but <laughs> yeah. Would have been know, a very expensive fun. winner, you know. I mean, it was like it was the first time that I'm like, I don't think motorcycle parts in a motor should look like burnt shiitake mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. It seems like every time Goldmeyer and Singsheim pull a motor apart, it, they, it's exactly what they look like. <laughs> so, Chris's everything has it's like burnt and holy. Yes, yes, it's like it's literally like cold a, and things. <laughs> it's like a, a demon that's been exercised, it's <laughs> burnt. And holy, uh, does yes. that make sense? and I love, I love that he's always like, "Well, it's nothing I can't fix," and he's always got such a good attitude about it. I'm like, yeah, kind of, you know, like hanging in the in the balance with unbated breath, going, "Oh God, is he going to be so mad?" So much JB like, no. Weld in that motor of his. <laughs> right. that, uh... <laughs> that's all it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why when he it floats. Do you ever seen him put it in a bathtub with no like crank in it? It just like <laughs> it floats because it's all JB Weld. <laughs> I can't chew enough gum to fill all the holes in his motor. I tell you. Yeah. Yeah, I know. You should see. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm stoked that he's gone to no nitrous, Chris. I'm sad that he changed his handle. Um, I'm glad that he f- kept the alliteration. And yeah. Uh, yeah, but we'll see. I'm excited. I'm really excited, and I'm so I'm glad that they have everything lined out here um, up to round seven. Yeah, I can see up to so- round seven. So yeah, so. Hey, Aaron's back. He wasn't there. You know, is he had a kid, so he was gone for a little bit, but he's back. I don't think no. He raced. Oh, I mean, he? I don't think okay. the no. The kid definitely didn't stop anything. Oh, so, yeah. so what he raced with one of those like baby seat things on the back. No, <laughs> I think the kid was born in fall. I want to say like a, yeah, uh, after our, which is nine months in Wisconsin anyway. So right, right, exactly. <laughs> which I think was after our last race, and he was there like every race that he could be unless it had to do with like work or something. But yeah. he was, he's always one too, like a tried and true, always there. And you know, like yeah. super good attitude always. He got the, he got the build bug. So he kind of changed things up for himself last year. Nice. Is he still running a stock wheelbase? 
No, uh-uh. oh, this wow. thing is like it's like two two of mine long. It's ridiculous. Well, you know what? We were talking last week about chains. Jay, go creep it. Yeah, listen, Jay, and yeah, I'm totally gonna creep it. Um, is that slang for? Oh, oh, creep it on the internet. Okay, yeah, that's creep what it. I'm go do. creep his. Yeah, go creep his bike on his on his Facebook. Right. I was gonna stand not, outside of his window. I'm not with a clown sure if it's on. a dude looking at a bike. If it's technically called creeping. Yeah, this is called. <laughs> well, see, we have. You know what I learned? I learned that being creepy or like creeping is like a total. What would you say? Like, like a insult out there. Yeah. That's what I, when you said creep it, I was going to stand outside of his window with a clown mask on. But it's not. usually like if <laughs> if someone's like scrolling through a girl's profile, like yeah. that's creeping. Yeah. We call it lurking. Oh, lurking. Or, or lurking. <laughs> lurking sounds way more Dateline, right? Yeah, it does. Yeah. Next week on Lurking, Chris, <laughs> like Lester Holt, the old guy. That's is his like, name, Lester, not Chris. I thought it was Chris. No, something. maybe he's not the real old one. Anyways. So yeah, speaking of motorcycles, look. Lester Holt. No, just kidding. <laughs> um, right. I, I see. I see here that you're matched up against Chris in round two as well. How does that feel uh, racing against your? Te- uh, when, when does the student, the pupil, become the master? Is uh, I guess my question. You know, anytime that I get to line up with him, it's just exciting. Like yeah. it's fun and it's as stress free as it gets. And there's always something up one of our sleeves. So. I mean, and it's not like to like neither of us will ever throw a race or like, you know, like purposely whatever. Yeah. But there's always we're always up to something. <laughs> I I did see. I thought you were going to say, if you open the hump of my blue motorcycle, you'll find some chicken strips. And uh, <laughs> that would be his. No, no, I'm saying for you to throw on the track so that he like stops or looks uh, at him. Oh, like, he gets distracted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you yeah. meant like on the tires, and I was like, no, they have drag bikes. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 right, right. dude. Sing Sign will straight up do a stoppy on a drag strip if he sees like a chicken strip or uh, a taco Cheaper. sitting, a taco sitting <laughs> a right taco. there at the uh, you know 1200 foot mark. He'd lock him up just to grab it. That's uh, right. <laughs> hey, we're getting we're coming on an hour. It's got to be one in the morning there and i i know that you have to get up in about an hour yeah pretty <laughs> so close i feel kind of bad do you want to hang out we're gonna do a we're gonna take a quick hey, break and do another segment i do have a serious question though so. oh, that, that's not allowed on the show <laughs> all right i'll, I'll allow I it, it i think it's related all right do you want to do it now or after the break uh let's do it now and then we'll take okay. a break and we'll give her the option to to either bail out right now while she's ahead or so we'll be keeping her up until she has to get in the car and go to work kind of a vague question but what do you think about the new vance and heinz rider who is it uh, is it angel sampy yeah oh shit okay so okay here's she even what's got cool signed for the whole season now right <clears throat> yeah so here's what's awesome just before i got on the phone with you guys um my i had checked the mail and the new drake illustrated She's in it. Mm. So it's like their it's like their hottest issue. And she's in there and there's a short uh interview with her about um having like retired before and stuff. Yeah, I wondered because I, I thought she was gone for a while. She had a kid and she came back year before last, right? Twenty seventeen or something like that, and be yeah. Eddie Crowick or something like that or Yeah, maybe. so it's a it said that she she retired in 2009, but she didn't want to. It was just that she didn't have any other options for funding. And then her now husband had proposed to her like right after, and she had her kid. And then when she had the offer to come back and she had like the opportunity to race in competition again, she was like, what do I do? Like, do I 
have my kid travel everywhere and maybe, you know, with her and maybe not or not be with her as much or follow her dream and have her kid get to see what she does and loves? The answer is yes. Yeah, exactly. So, um, like, I think it's awesome. I mean, it's no matter what, I think it's great to see women on bikes Mm -hmm. racing competitively because there just aren't enough, in my opinion. I agree wholeheartedly. I don't know what that sound was. They're over there looking at birthday Sorry. cakes on their phones. <laughs> but yeah, I know I agree. And I and I thought it was exciting. She came out of retirement year before last and got right back into it. Was was uh, not because she was a girl making headlines, but because she was racing um, and kicking some booty there. Well, and getting on. I mean, for this year to get on that team. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. And like she said that she was ready to just like you know, find a new career path and she was going to go into like motivational speaking or something. And that's when she ended up getting the call and they met, um, like for breakfast at PRI. She was like, Oh my God, thank God. (laughs) Right. Uh, Right? They have like 75% of the pro field now. Is it that much? (laughs) No. How many bikes are out there though that travel the whole circuit? Well, I, that's true. (laughs) But you know what? Like in this, in this art or in this, um, and they issue of Drag Illustrated, they talk about a few different chicks that are on bikes in here, huh. like pro stock bikes. Yeah, it, it's pretty common in, in drag racing. And then look at, I mean, it's cars, but look at Force's daughters. They're killing it. Oh, yeah. But I mean, like, if you look at the grand scheme of things, like, there are far fewer women in racing. Yeah, but I think drag racing, and we talked about it last week, may not have been your favorite episode. What about but- literally <laughs> drag racing, dudes <laughs> racing dressed up as women and vice versa? Uh, that goes on like Brady. every Saturday at a bar nearby. Yeah, doesn't Brady do a ride that? Yeah, the uh, <laughs> the mini bike thing, yep, BA yeah, Moto. That yeah, fun. yeah, but I I think drag racing is definitely more so than any other form of racing. Oh sure, absolutely. Yeah, we're gonna get Jay a sponsorship drag racing for creative <laughs> riding here this uh, this summer. Uh, we're Heck gonna yeah. we're gonna have to send her back there for some cheese curds, some tacos, and uh, some training. <laughs> some we have way more awesome things here in Wisconsin. Yeah. Just then tell me just when it's those not two snowing things. And hey, raining. Like snow and sturgeon. <laughs> I know you guys I are that try, close. I would try like the one week in July that there's definitely not going to be snow. All the rest, <laughs> can't <laughs> promise anything. That's why Shots I, fired Wisconsin. Every time I'm there, we race indoors just to be safe. <laughs> or on the beach where it's wet anyway. They're like, ah, it's there's water everywhere. Who cares? Yeah. Right. I, I have to tell you that last weekend or the weekend before, it was like I was Almost, I almost spontaneously combusted, and then this last weekend was really cloudy and overcast. So even California, where yeah, it's, it's always, hot again. it's supposed to rain this weekend. Oh, yeah, it's supposed to rain on Sunday. Yeah, see, so even in California, where it's always eighty and sunny, and everyone's always got a mint julep in their hand, we st- we can't get it together either. So I I feel your pain. It's margaritas, man. Yeah, <laughs> margaritas. Maybe that's the hey, problem. Has Wisconsin seen a boost in tourism after this season of American Gods has came out? I don't know. Uh, I don't. Have you guys? Have you ever ridden to the house on the rock? Yeah, uh, we haven't ridden out there, but we've gone out there and like explored it. Yeah, it was on this season of American Gods, and I'm wondering if it's like seen a boom in business. Well, you know, there are so many. There are so many. Uh, like, I don't. I don't know if it's the same way with California. I feel like California is so well known for so many different things. And the landscape just changes so much from north to south. But I feel like when you really pay attention and focus, maybe it's just because we're hypersensitive to it. But like Wisconsin pops up in so many different 
things in mainstream media and articles. And I mean, it's more than just, you know, serial killers, cheese curds and tacos. (laughs) But not much more, right? I mean, come on. Not a lot, but enough. There's brats. There is Harley Davidson and there is Mm -hmm. the uh, Chicago's Next Door, which kind of lets you guys get away with a lot more than... (laughs) <laughs> you know who is uh i think the guy's name is like jason momoa or something is he from he, chicago no he's no, from, no, uh, he's from no, Iowa. But he was just at he was just at harley like two months ago oh yeah they gave him a bike to when they did the soft tail and he was just at ftw co's bar too really because he i think he's from des moines or, or his grandma lives in des moines because he's, okay. he's hawaiian but I think he grew up somewhere around Des Moines or something like that. And he like met some friends at Kung Fu Tap and Taco. Huh. It, I thought I saw it on FTWCO's Instagram and then it was gone. I don't remember where I saw it. It's but. just interesting to hear. I mean, and just to know how many people come through to tour Harley or oh, yeah. like celebrities that are interested in Harley. And well, yeah. Harley's well, definitely got a like lot a, of stuff going on. Yeah. If you're like a D-list celebrity, they'll give you a bike. Hmm. Yeah. I got a long yeah, way so he was here like that. touring a plant or something. Yeah. yeah, I got a long way to go to make D list, but uh, <laughs> but listen, to make the D list. They don't make a bike small enough for you. They'd have to yeah. take an XG, like an XG five hundred, and cut like, it in half. We're gonna make it a single bike, cylinder. The little BMX. Listen, it's two fifty for life, yo. <laughs> and until they start making one again, or contracting with another manufacturer like Airmaki or a Buell Blast. Uh, you could ride a real blast. Cut in half. You know what? I would ride it's a real blast. probably slower than Spamela. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. Spamela is actually faster than she looks. Um, yeah, we are. I'm going to cut you loose because I feel bad that you're. It's uh, three o'clock in the morning there, and I don't know. I heard all. The, I heard all the women turn into cheese curds after midnight. So I don't know if that's true or not. I think that's just what happens in winter here. Yeah. <laughs> they turn into cheese curds. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, I'm going to check back in with you. And when does WIR Top 10 um, drag racing start? Uh, I think May. God dang, it's May? Usually, I thought it was in like, usually, a, I thought it was like two weekends. So I was like all excited to talk to you right before it went well, down. Well, that would be May. That is would it gonna be, May. be May already in two weekends? It is going to be, yeah, May. Yeah. God. Because I'm pretty sure that f- how it always went was my. The first two races of the season, I would need to leave school early to get to. Yeah. So uh, I think that's how it went. Yeah. And on top of all this, folks, uh, not only is she Wisconsin's number one drag racer, she is. (laughs) Listen, Michelle, are you going to keep saying that this whole whole time we're talking to you? Don't refute refute the facts that I have looked up on the internet here. You know what? Here's the problem, producer guy. You just beat out of me things like me saying, fine, I am the best that ever lived. And I got that on tape. And we're going to use that as a drop in the future, and it's going to be irrefutable. You said it. Um, but, yeah, not only is she a drag racer and a part-time model or something like that, you're also an no. educator and a skydiver. And, I don't uh, <laughs> you. Oh, my God. And I think you take these things away too you far. You are uh, and a farmer. You are mixing up the facts, sir. I, I am. I am. No, but she's definitely a great time on the show. And, Michelle, it's been wonderful talking to you. It's been too long. Let's have you back. When, when, after uh, Sing Slime and, and Goldmeyer come on here and blab all their stuff, I'm going to call you for the facts. How's that? Mm-hmm. You got it. I know you'll deliver. And uh, so it's been real, and it's been real fun. We're going to cut you loose, and uh, take it easy. 
Why don't you? Thank you guys a ton. <laughs> yeah, thank Alrighty. you. Thanks for being on the show. Yeah. Take care. Bye. Bye. Hey, everybody. It's Junkster, and I got some big news. Uh, the Sacramento Miles coming up in just a few weeks, May 18th. And it's brought to you by Law Tigers, America's motorcycle lawyers. Well, guess what? I've got some even bigger news. Law Tigers is doing a little giveaway with old creative writing here. And uh, I'll tell you about that in a minute. First, let me tell you a little bit about Law Tigers. They are America's motorcycle lawyers. Whether it's street or off-road, these guys are riders and racers themselves, and they continue to support the motorcycle world by protecting riders across the nation. They offer free legal advice for all motorcycle matters. They have over $600 million in motorcycle settlements won. They offer a $10,000 hit-and-run reward as well as a $10,000 bike theft reward and, as I said, they are the title sponsor of the upcoming Sacramento Mile and the Arizona TT. Now let me tell you about the giveaway. Our friends at the Recycle Garage in sunny Santa Cruz, California, that's right, the Motorcycles and Misfits podcast, they're going to help us complete a phrase that pays. Liza, I told you not to use phrase that pays. It's so cheesy, but whatever. I'm going to give you the first half of the phrase right now. Listen to the Motorcycles and Misfits podcast on Monday. You'll get the second half of the phrase. And then email creativewritingpodcast at gmail.com the entirety of the phrase for your chance to win tickets to the Sacramento Mile. Here's my half. Are you ready for it? Are you listening? Got your ears on? Go fast. If you think you know the second half of the phrase, go ahead and, and uh, write it on the back of a uh, paria or a bull taco and, and go ahead and mail it to us. But you're going to want to listen to Motorcycles and Misfits on Monday for the definite second half of that phrase. Email it to creativewritingpodcast at gmail.com and you'll be entered to win four tickets to the Sacramento Mile, May 18th. Junkie out. Hey, everybody. We got an email from listener William. He's the one that you might remember brought us the Coatesville, Pennsylvania GP a few, uh, last year, year before. Anyways, he's emailed us that this Sunday, another crazy event's going down. The British are invading at Washington's Crossing State Park in Pennsylvania. There's a gathering of Nortons. He says about 800 to 1,200 bikes show up, most of them rare old and with a musty smell. A couple European, Japanese, and American bikes show up to defend their space, but it's 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Uh, the bike season, ha- riding season's begun, he says, but here's the details. I think his description was much better than the flyer. Uh, the flyer says uh, 10, uh, April 28th, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m., uh, River Road in Washington Crossing, Pennsylvania. The Delaware Valley Norton Riders uh, Club or organization getting all those old crusty bikes out there. I love me a good Norton, and I always love to watch the puddles drip underneath them. So, all right, head out there, and thank you again, William, for your contribution to the show. Hey, hey, anybody know a Milwaukee rivet? I certainly do. She was mentioned in this show, as a matter of fact. Uh, Narissa sends us this little email that uh, her and the gals are having a ride for International Female Ride Day on May 4th. Here's the deets. Join the gals from Milwaukee Harley in the awesome Milwaukee Rivets for a fun, chill ride. Guys are welcome to the ride, too. Limited spots for the ride, so pre-register today. Email b.easton, E-A-S-T-I-N, at milwaukeemotorcycleco.com. 
They're going to meet at the dealership at 1 p.m., kickstands up at 2 p.m., beginner's welcome. For your first group ride, no worries. They'll end up at Sugar Maple for some beverages and laughs. And if you can't make the ride but still want to hang, meet us at Sugar Maple in Bayview at 3.30 p.m. There'll be food, drink specials, local female vendors, and raffle items. P.S. There's one snow pile hanging on in Milwaukee, but she thinks it's safe to say that riding season's finally hit. Finally! It's almost May, dude. Finally. And last but not least, I want to give a big shout-out to Kevin. I mean, Chris Flat over at motormanufacturing.com. Uh, you may remember them from our IMS episode where they showed us their mirror lock. Well, now they got a thing called Motodoc, which is a like a knurled ball that comes in three different sizes, and it mounts just about everything that you can mount to a RAM mount. Cameras, mirrors, all that great stuff. Head over to motomanufacturing.com forward slash Motodoc. That's it's your overhead. Yeah, it's your overhead. So we are back. We are talking about Girl Scout cookies and all things. If you want some Girl Scout cookies, <laughs> email creative writing. Uh, no, I, I was excited. Talking to Michelle is always a blast. And uh, learning what they're up to off air is even, you're going to have to, you're going to have to pay attention and stick around and see exactly what goes down. WIR top 10 bikes available on Facebook and everywhere you get your drag bike. Wait a minute. No, only on Facebook. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, for tonight's show, we got some pretty cool stuff. In my opinion, I didn't, I didn't go ahead and and do any of this crap, but I told you guys to, so we're going (laughs) to roll with that. Uh, I told Jay and Chris, I would like to take a backseat and just produce again and uh, give you guys a chance to talk about some stuff. Now, this weekend coming up, well, tomorrow, and actually it's happening today, but uh, this weekend, if you're available, there's vintage racing happening out at Willow Springs, International Raceway, lots of cool old vintage bikes. Vintage, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Contemporary, modern, but nothing new. Like all, all, all anything below, like what's... Uh, current you know what i'm saying isn't that did i describe that well um so yeah it's kind of like going back and watching seinfeld it's not like something from the 1950s but it's not exactly new either some of those jokes don't hold anymore um so go check that out and also if you can't make it all the way out to willow springs i think at fontana svra it's going to be dotson uh dotson is going to be the marquee so they're going to have a bunch of dotson and nissan only uh, cars out there racing, and um, I got to tell you, I kind of stoked my interest because I was I was a Dawson fan for a long time. Um, so, you guys, this week I asked you if anything. <laughs> I forgot. I, I forgot to talk about the vintage <laughs> stuff to you guys, but I did tell you right to uh, if you could any celebrity, any celebrity, and I said cartoon. It doesn't matter if they're. <laughs> If they're real or not, I don't care. You could ride around with <laughs> Garfield or Howdy Doody or whoever you want. But I would like you guys this week, since it's such beautiful weather lately, since everywhere in the United States is coming into their riding season, think about a celebrity and a place. You know, misfits have the up the butt bike. I'd think like an up the butt place you'd like to ride to. And if it's up somebody's butt, well, hey, that's a ride. <laughs> shrink yourself down, ride up it. But uh, so on are this we supposed w- to take the celebrity with us? Sure. <laughs> no, 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 no. I wanted to know them separately. And then I did I text you guys to think of some vintage bikes that you would like to race to? I think that was all in the no, same text. I don't, I don't think so. No. But um, I don't but, remember the celebrity one. But 
sometimes I don't read your text. Yeah, I, I figured. <laughs> well, so, when I look at my phone and there's like 20 texts, I just go to the last two and see if there's anything I missed. And the last two was, I'm listening to the Misfits and the secret part, two-part phrase scheme. Wow. So you have, you have no idea what's happening tonight, Wiggs. Nope. <laughs> so good. I like it like that. Jay, I'm going to let you go first because I think you might be a little prepared. And then while you're doing yours, me and Wiggs can think of ours. <laughs> How does that sound? So Jay... Of all the celebrities on earth from D-list, B-list, uh, I'm, I'm even guessing that you went as far as like researching extras in films <laughs> and maybe in some off-Broadway, off-off-Broadway plays to uh, the mighty Keanu and Brad and like all the <laughs> George Clooney, you know, people we know who ride. Um, tell us, if you would, who is this your This one was hard for me because I'm not... I don't know celebrities. I'm like totally out of the loop as far as like anybody famous or whatever. But it was kind of surprising the person who came to mind. I even kind of surprised myself. <laughs> it's actually going to be Orlando Bloom. What? <laughs> the original Pirate of the Caribbean? Wasn't he a Legolas from That's All I Remember? Oh, yeah. Lord of the Rings, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking from Sons of Anarchy, but and you're right. the reason right. that came to mind was just because on my news feed recently, there was a picture of uh, a celebrity couple with uh, – it was a guy on a motorcycle and Katy Perry. And I was like, ooh, that's a nice motorcycle. And I didn't even know it was Orlando Bloom. Was, was it like, for oh, like a mo- video or something? Because no, I didn't know no, she wrote either. Were, uh, he, they went out to dinner or whatever. Oh, wow. And they were riding home. Well, I picked Katy Perry then as my slur. Now that I know she knows how to hold on. She rides, but she's a good backpack. I I, I already think I know who I know what celebrity I'd pick, and it definitely wouldn't be Katy Perry. She'd be annoying after five minutes anyway. Yeah, but But, I was doing some research on him, and I guess he's been riding since he was a teen, and he's got like a bunch of custom bikes. Uh, He has a BMW uh, S1000R that was done up by Deus Ex Machina. Mm -hmm. Deus Ex (laughs) Machina. What was the Deus? Oh, Deus. But what's the what's the? They're like What's the funny take on that? Deus Ex something. Oh no, there was that one. Uh, I don't remember what it was called, but it had they took their logo and put douche. Yeah, douche. (laughs) They like disappeared. Yeah, there's a few good ones. So Deus did him up. Actually, we shouldn't talk shit because that's that what would I, probably be Wooly. Yeah, Wooly would. Uh, he was out of the track last week. That thing up, yeah, yeah. He does it's some. Pretty, pretty I actually no, like Wooly does bikes. some super yeah. cool stuff. Yeah, I yeah. Like the it bikes looks pretty does. nice, and he's got a. He, he was on a Husqvarna, which was what caught me my eye. So because that's kind of like one of my up, up to butt bikes. Nice. So, yeah. Uh, Spark pillin or the uh, Vit pillin or yeah, like a one. okay yeah yeah. Wow, so even not not a dirt bike, huh? <laughs> Darn. Well, yeah, right here yesterday at 7.26 a.m. It was a little too early for everyone to be reading text, but also there's vintage racing this weekend. What vintage bike would you like to take for a few hot laps around the track? So while Wiggs, did you have time? Did that give you time to think of a celebrity? Because now oh. we can let Jay have a break. To I don't take. need time for any of that. All have right. I ever studied anything for this show? Oh, and you maybe, always win. Maybe the motor challenge. And the no, you're right, and you you always do pretty well. So, what celebrity did you just think of? <laughs> I'm like torn. Do you like pick a hot girl celebrity to ride on your bike? 
Are you talking to me specifically? Because I would. Spamla is for me only. If you had Spamla with Pamela on it. Oh, man. They're both in like the same condition. It would be like Inception. (laughs) 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 That movie Inception. (laughs) Spamla with Pamela. And they're both. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Wow. You know. Mind blown. Like to me, though, like a celebrity in the motorcycle world would be someone more like Rossi or. There you go. Not around anymore, but like Nikki. There you go. To go ride with someone, it would be someone like that. Yeah. Right? But if you're talking like a typical celebrity, probably Brad Pitt. He's kind of my man crush anyway. So, (laughs) You know, he did look pretty good in Snatch. I got to give him that. And I do like no, I'm a huge fan of his movies and stuff. Like Snatch and Inglorious Bastards are my two favorite. Inglorious Bastards is great. Uh, Thelma and Louise. Not so good. I don't know if I've seen that one. <laughs> yeah. What was that movie but, where he was a bike courier? Oh, I really liked him where he was smoking the weed out of the teddy bear. Was it California? Is that what that was? Or no, Natural Born Killers. I liked his was bit Was he parts. in that one? Yeah. Really? I did, I didn't he was like, really good in, um, man, there was one super weird one that he did not too long ago too that was like really good. The, he was like, that was one year he was a bicycle courier. Okay. Fuck, now I don't remember what it's called. And it has other people I really like in it too. Yeah. But I just... I mean, but yeah, a river we, runs through it. All right, Tristan was, you but know. But Snatch and Inglorious Bastards are like two of my favorite movies, and I, yeah. he has a lot to do with it. Like, they're just, yeah. they're just good in those roles. Yeah, I don't like his uh, Rat Packy movies, you know, like where him and his buddies are all in the movies together. I kind of like the ones where oh, he yeah, has to stand up on his own two feet and act. Um, but I think like stuff like Snatch, like to do that accent and everything, and like. And it, I'm sure it was a little extreme and hopefully not that accurate. I don't know. But, <laughs> but in Glorious Bastards too, like I thought that was yeah. amazing. I really like that movie, period. But that has a lot Wasn't to do with the writing. Wasn't he Fight Club too? Yeah. yeah. yeah now, Fight was. Club I really liked because that book was pretty amazing and yeah. that movie was like a message. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So I, I like movies it that was a messages. Yeah. And I've read a few of Chuck Palahniuk's books. They're yeah. pretty – I also have a couple I need to finish. But he's got some crazy shit. Yeah. Like I think that. he's coming out with another. He's coming out with a sequel or something. Yeah. I love Meatloaf in that movie. Like that, yeah, whole, that whole movie was, was pretty it. good. Ed Norton's always kills it too. And Edward Norton's good in a lot of stuff. Yeah. But yeah, so like for regular celebrity that. Yeah. But I mean as a motorcyclist, like – actually I think probably the most fun alive motorcyclist would be really cool to go ride with uh, Guy Martin for some time. Yeah. He talks just about like Brad Pitt didn't snatch, yeah. so there you yeah. go. <laughs> and I, I have met him. He's like pretty down to earth and normal, but yeah, if you can understand him, I don't. You know, it's funny. Like when I um, when I went over to England, and when I did get to meet him at, at Dirtquake, because he knows Gary from Sideburn pretty well, and so when John picked me up, we were going out in the. Uh, he's like, hey, he's like, I want to stop by and see some of my friends. And like I've never met this guy before. Gary from Sideburn like set us up, and he's like, hey. I was like, hey, I'm going to get a train to the race or do you know anyone in London or something? Like, I just bum a ride, you know? Like, yeah. it was so much fun to, like, meet someone and take a trip, you know? Like, the whole thing was a trip. But that, like, so I get picked up from the airport in a 58 Dodge Cornette with a trailer. No and, like, this, this like, old man um, who is super rad. And uh, he's like, oh, I want to stop out and see some of my friends. And he's like, he tries to be all polite. No, it wasn't even that. It was Gary before I went over there. We're in Washington and Gary's like, hey, he's like, dirt quakes. Like, he goes, you know, you see a lot of like England on TV and stuff. And he's like, but these people are different. He's like, they're like, I don't remember what he said, but he was like, you know, they're just kind of like different. And maybe, or maybe he was saying it was like less redneck. And I was like, I go, no, it's not Gary. And he's like, 
well, that's kind of like a U.S. thing. And I go, yeah, they're not like U.S. rednecks. They're like England yeah, rednecks. Yeah, yeah. And there's like, definitely uh, oh yeah, that's parody that's true. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But even when we were over there, John was like, said his friends like. I don't remember how, what word he used, but basically, like their accent was super thick. Yeah, and I was like, I love it. Like that was part of the experience, you know, to like meet normal people in rural. Well, you England. know, when you left, they're like, "Wow, that Yank's accent was <laughs> right." Ah, that Yank accent was pretty yeah. They're like, "Man, if you just learn how to speak English, right?" Yeah, the king's English, you bastard. <laughs> yeah, right. So, man, I'm impressed. Orlando Bloom, you were right. Jay told me when she showed up, I would never guess, and I. <laughs> That is true. I would yeah, mine never for a celebrity it. I think is pretty typical. Yeah. But he's like, if I had a man crush, that would yeah. be it. My celebrity would be um, Katie Sackoff or uh, Chris Singsheim. <laughs> I don't know, man. They both. I think Singsheim would get me into a little bit more trouble. So that's what I'm looking for. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say Chris Singsheim uh, more than a celebrity. I'm trying to think of something funny to say. I'm lost. Um, so yeah, you know, the thing that got me thinking about it is that more and more people are coming out as bike, you know, bikers and bike riders nowadays. And like Jason Momoa, you know, Michelle mentioned him and, uh, Kurt Sutter who wrote sons of anarchy is uh, among other things. They got to do these reveals at, uh, you know, at the soft tail thing over the last, last year when they were revealing the new platform and it started, you started seeing people like the leaders, Jessica Haggett or whatever and butcher. And it's like, well, who's a celebrity now? Mm-hmm. That's why to me, it didn't have to be, they could be animated. I don't care who it is, but there's a lot of more celebrities now. Oh, speaking of celebrities, speaking of social fresh, media, hot news. I'm going to be uh, briefly on a clip of uh, an episode of the throttle out commute. Rad. Oh! Because <laughs> I saw Zach Quartz and yeah, he yeah. was uh, test riding uh, the Triumph Tiger. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I know that guy. And I was like waving at him and he just uh, commented I saw that your, it's going to be on the episode. I was going to say, I saw your Instagram feed and it looked like he was talking. And when, what he does on that show is he rides a bike to work and talks about it and kind of does like a little review while you can see exactly what he's talking about because he's on it right mm-hmm. and it looked like he was talking because he was like doing yeah he then- was because I, well, I recognized him from his red jumpsuit yeah. and I was like that's Zach yeah and then I came up and I was or like Santa Claus. he's talking yeah yeah the GoPro and everything I was like oh my god I was like yeah. waving at him <laughs> like you accidentally ran him over the like bang into him and I he know, flies I know I was over. like don't fuck this up dude I'm gonna oh. end up like cutting him off on accident yeah so yeah I would have to say you know Katie Sackhoff Famously on um, oh, well, this show I love called Longmire, but also she was on um, Battlestar Galactica, amongst other things. And she actually has a couple cafe racers, and I think that's pretty badass because most people don't do cafe racers. You know, Brad Pitt, speaking of Wiggins' man crush, has like a whole bunch of weird like Shinya Kimura bikes and like weird artsy bikes. You know, Keanu Reeves making his art stuff, but it's like let's get out of the uh, let's get out of the mainstream. Guys, let's pick a uh, sing slime. He's a good. Uh, <laughs> he's a moto celebrity, as far as I'm concerned. Now, since it is also uh, everything's thawing out over here, I know in some other places it's getting colder, but the seasons are changing. We're right in this uh, kind of change, and I know some of my friends from Australia are saying how it's getting, you know, it's turning to their winter right now, while it's turning into our spring and summer over here. And so, even their stuff that was just beautiful just a couple, you know, months ago, or actually 
perhaps even hot, is now turning to like shit riding weather because it's freezing or it's like getting rainy. And so right now we're in this weird transitional phase where it's pretty good everywhere. I'm pretty sure that like on Antarctica, it's probably still cold and snowy and crappy. But everywhere else, it's a good time to get out and explore some new things or some things that are just about to become off limits with the weather. And so that's why the impetus for where would you guys go? What would your... um, like secret fantasy ride be and uh, you're up the butt ride literally could be up the butt if that's your fantasy mm-hmm. but you guys tell me um jay where would you love to travel to i want to travel the entire world so that's a hard one i just want to go everywhere right so that's not what i was expecting but i'll, I'll accept it i decided i'll um, take that well i mean if i was to choose a destination um it's kind of hard to choose between these two because Peru is kind of like on my bucket list for where I want to go. So I would love to ride down in Peru. But also I've been – Ashley has been sending me all of these clips of uh, these Vietnam motorcycle tours. Mm-hmm. And it's really got me itching to like save up some money to take a flight out there because it looks – so amazing like just the the foliage everything's green it's like (laughs) just you're riding through these rural towns and like people are just it's like a hundred (laughs) years thrown back you know gixer and foliage would you reach over there and slap her real quick for me wigs i know uh there's a lot of different ones but if you check out uh, my buddy can't country grammar just went on one ethan but uh old bike barn does one once a year and i want to say it's in different locations mm. uh this year they went to i don't remember where they went this year like uh i don't know anyway i so, forget what they call it too but that run has a name uh yeah the dirty dozen no no i have to if i look at ethan's instagram i'm sure there's some post about it yeah but i was watching some of these clips and it's Let just the insane these you. like hairpin turns and you on the left it's just like a sheer cliff and uh, Ashley was like, "Yeah, I don't. I'll just be walking the bike." <laughs> I was like, "Man, that that just looks like so much fun. I would love to do that." Right. I've always wanted to do. You know, speaking of Vietnam and the the, the beautiful foliage there, <laughs> the um, the death road. I know that's probably not in Vietnam. It could be. Is that it, the one that just winds? Yeah, and if you fall, it's like a thousand feet oh, down no. into a pit of alligators. And if you go <laughs> past the alligators into the river, there's spikes at the bottom of the river. And past that, there's like a fissure with lava coming out. It's like one of those roads that you never. They call it Death Road, and I have. I think it's in Cambodia. Oh, it's Himalayan Heroes. Oh, so it's in the Himalayas. Oh, okay. Uh, my buddy Bronny Bilt, who is a main guy from Speed Merchant, went last year. I think that one of them that's photoed a lot that's just back and forth and mm-hmm. back and forth is uh just south of sweden a little bit and like uh oh are you talking about the uh the pass the stelvio pass yes i believe so yeah is that the that's the famous one right you've seen it one a thousand times on the pictures of the it's like goes through the alps and it's uh like the italian to the yeah austrian Alps, dude. The map of yeah, the map of the world just got crazy. Austria and uh, I think so, it's between South Africa. Germany and Austria. Yeah, or Switzerland and Austria, or something like that. So it's in the Swiss Alps, but it's between Portugal and the Netherlands. 
I just made that up because <laughs> that's, I know those two voices are not anywhere close to each other. But I just wanted to be funny, and that's how I roll. But yeah, there, the Stelvio Pass is one of the most famous ones. If you Every time you see pictures of the Alps, it's that road that goes switch. You know, it's just pictures of this crazy stacked on each other switchbacks almost. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And the type that really aren't that fun to ride. Uh, it's not fun to go like 60 down to one mile an hour and then de- turn and then do 60 down to one and turn. I don't, I, yeah, I don't know what kind of I'm corners you of. do, but if you have to slow down that much, you should probably be in a car. <laughs> Listen, I'm going to get you pictures of the Stelvio pass and you tell me that you can do these corners in uh, faster it. than one mile. Let's an hour. do it. And then, uh, did I even say my celebrity? I did, right? Bart Simpson? Mm-hmm. Is that who I said I'd go with? Did I say Stingstein? Stingstein? I did say Stingstein. Pamela Stingstein. And- Anderson. Sing Seamate? Yes, not Pamela Anderson. Dude, if you had Pamela Anderson on the back of Spamela, <laughs> oh, that'd be, be gold. I know. Like, I'm telling you, it's Inception. Like, they're both in the same condition. No, they are not. They've had a little bit too much customization done. Pamela Anderson has had children. They're a little rusty, little, got some sharp edges. They, they both, both have sex tapes. They both leak a little bit. <laughs> yeah, they do both have sex tapes. Um, here's a picture of the Stelvio Pass, Jay, and uh, it's pretty – I'm sorry I can't make that bigger for you. But Wiggs, what would your – you've mentioned where people have gone, but is that where Wiggs would go? I think for me, what I've been doing – what I want to do um, in my head, like the more I ride tracks, I would want to ride – more tracks in different parts of the world. Like right. I've been on Nurburgring and I want to, it'd be, it'd be rad to go back on a motorcycle, but I don't, a motorcycle during a regular open time would be sketchy, but yeah. I, would, I would do it. What about the new Nurburgring where the racetrack part, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, you want to do like Nord Schleif. Well, it would be cool to do tracks that like have some kind of like significance, like historically, like there's a lot of American tracks. Unfortunately, I think like a lot like Riverside gone, but like, you know, when I go to Willow, like there's so much rad history that's happened there. So many badass cars from when America really had cars that like done well at races. Yeah. What about Daytona? I mean, like the ALMS series and the bikes, the 200 every year, you know, it'd be, I don't know if it would be as enjoyable of a track, but it would also be cool just to get on that. But I'm thinking like road Atlanta, Road America, um, Mid Ohio, just because the vintage stuff is so big there every year. But it would just be cool to do that. I don't know if, like, for me, Indy would be cool, but it would also it'd just be cool to ride around the oval or yeah. even drive in a car around the oval. But you know, I think there's so many like rad tracks in the world. That it would it would just be cool to be on them and be like, holy shit, yeah. Like Nurburg was definitely kind of like that. The, or just I just did the Norse lifer, but every week he throws his phone, peeps, <laughs> and it, it lands on the mic stone. Every it just happens. That looks like the road of death. Yeah, uh, sort of. I mean, I can I can look it up as well, so you guys can see it. But we're looking at. We I pulled up a picture of the Stelvio Pass for Wigs. Look, Wigs, uh, have you seen Pikes Peak when they do those hairpin corners? Those bikes yeah, are down. They do. They're like first they gear. They're like. We need to 15 go, miles an hour max. I haven't been to Palomar in a while. Maybe we should go to a Palomar trip. Look at this. Uh, Jay, 100 miles an hour to five. And Jay would flip. 100 miles an hour. <laughs> Have you ever been to Palomar? Down to five. No. That's uh, a good – if you want It's wanna, a fun ride. Yeah. And we could stop at the uh, world-famous San Diego Safari Park afterwards and see it's some right there. endangered yeah. uh, and African Paula animals. And Casino's right there. Yeah, yeah. We could also go gambling and get drunk. It'd be awesome times. But here's the Stelvio Pass. A switchback stacked on top of switchback. Look, you miss this one or you jump it, you just land on the road below <laughs> and then just keep going around if you've got a uh, 
Stelvio. The same that? stuff. Like I've been on uh, the Tale of the Dragon in Tennessee. Um, Except for the amount of cars on there, that seems like it would be fun. You know, you you just don't rip Canyon Roads the same. Yeah. I don't know. I'm sure I have in the past. Like I've definitely done Mulholland with a knee down and Azusa and Glendora a lot. And I've never been on Mulholland ever. Really? Yeah, never gone there. And I don't want to go really because I know there's somebody with the camera waiting for you. You gotta to crash. go. The best time to go well, just is don't. early on a weekday. Yeah, weekends. Are, it's, yeah, but weekends it's also cool. Crappy. Like you go on weekends and like Jay Leno might be at the rock store or you just go. <laughs> but it's cool to what's cool about him is to see like he'll show up like when I was there he was in some twin turbo Bugatti or something yeah. like like old Veyron like, or something no 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 like 1920s oh yeah yeah, yeah. or 19 teens like yeah. old old but one of the I, ones that's I, like a few million dollars now for yeah, one. yeah 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 I don't yeah. know if it was a Bugatti or not but it, maybe it was a Bentley but it was something like that but it was just a huge old it was, car it that, was probably a twin turbo 12 cylinder yeah inline 12 or something yeah from, yeah from um, I did see him at uh the one up Angeles Crest in a new Porsche but yeah we were, that was at the New Year's or no 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 he wasn't ago. yeah he did come in when you and I were there yeah in a Porsche but when I saw him up there before that he was on a h2r so you just rode oh, his no H2R kidding. up there. Yeah. That's cool. I would um, love, I've never seen him on a bike. I've and seen you know him in some big like, diesel Dodge, diesel steam-powered thing yeah. at the Mopar show once. It's and, cool because, like, you know he gets harassed. Like, not harassed, but just everyone's – but he just – he takes photos and he talks to people and they ask – and it's yeah. cool because a lot of people are it's nice great. and, like, yeah. talk about his cars. Yeah, yeah right? It's great. Yeah. My kid. But, my kid. So Look it's, at my denim. Look at my Canadian tuxedo. Dude, every yeah. time. That's all I've ever seen him in, ever. <laughs> the truth hurts, and it's true. He's always in denim. Yeah. Uh, yeah, even when we saw him, when you I saw You know what, him, though? Like, everyone makes probably, fun of him. He probably has. But if you think about it, he was light years ahead of Steve Jobs. <laughs> Listen, he got it from Einstein, because Einstein only had, like, one type of... So he didn't have... Einstein's yeah. the one that said, yeah. I only wear one type of clothes, so I don't have to think about it. That's I what Steve Jobs brain. does. Or yeah. did, sorry. Yeah. And then, he I mean, just Jay Leno's just in the... <laughs> well, he yeah, well, got a bunch of halos. He, right? he probably hasn't changed in a while. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, he's just in a garage. So the denim Dan looks postally. where it's at. Yeah. <laughs> did that come out on tape? <laughs> uh, yeah. I My celebrity crush ride... To the Spam Factory? This might... <laughs> yes. Where's that? At? Is that in Wisconsin too? The Spam Factory? I think it's in Hawaii. No, I'm gonna take. No, no, it's. I'm gonna take it's like my South Dakota or something. My celebrity crush, Chris Singsheim, and we're gonna head over. Or Minnesota. This might blow your mind because although we've talked about Pikes Peak, and I'd love to go to Pikes Peak, obviously not on a carbureted bike because by the time I got up to the top, it'd be flooding because it's so <laughs> not Is enough. It paved. Pikes yeah, Peak? Uh, all the, pretty much all the way to the very, very, very top where it's dirt up there. But uh, Pikes Peak bucket list. Isle of Man, which is coming up right before Pikes Peak, bucket like that's one racetrack, uh, some real road racing. I would just like I'd love to go to. There's quite a few people that I know going over this year, uh, Loud Pipes and Cleveland Moto being some of them. But I would love to go to China of all places. And I just listened to a podcast from like a couple years ago, where this guy got the world record for longest trip inside the same country what'd you guys type in china no the stevia whatever passed stevia, stevia, stevia. stevia. so this was when um brownie from speed merchant went there and then that's, isn't that the picture that i have hard, right here yeah uh, hard nine choppers. hard nine choppers went down on it but he's from sweden so for him or 
Sweden or something like that. So yeah, he's around that area. It's pretty local for them. Oh, yeah. I've heard that guy a few years ago this is, right? Yeah, he crashed he, here a couple years he ago. Was on a, he was on a podcast on a, where he like, yeah, he was talking about his recovery. He flew off. He like and got he was, he was literally like just he was a ripping. few feet from dropping off the edge. Yeah. It's yeah. gnarly. Yeah. He, he was just like the David Caruso's career. Yeah, I would – look at this. 100 miles an hour into like a five-mile-an-hour hairpin. 100 miles an hour, five-mile – it just would, didn't seem like You don't fun. even have a bike that will go 100 mile an hour. Listen. You wouldn't even know what to do. <laughs> I wouldn't. And that's why I, don't wanna, that's why I don't want to go there. You can dream. I do have a bike though that would be perfectly fit for these abandoned Chinese fishing villages. And I would love to Can go Can you China. go there or are they all radiation from some nuke fallout? That's probably where there's nobody there. But they look pretty sweet. And just they like do I sweet. do want to ride the Great Wall of China, I think it would be so friggin' fun to ride the Great Wall because it's steep. You, you think it's like flat like a fence, a pay, like a six-foot wide fence? No. The Great Wall of China goes up and down the crazy Chinese landscape. And I'd love to ride that, but I don't think they'll let you. So – I'll take one of these abandoned fishing fishing villages instead, and I don't think China has like bears or mountain lions or giant pandas. Yeah, uh, like okay, and well, cats. monkeys are just as bad. So <laughs> I've been attacked by monkeys and sloths before. It is not fun trying to try to run away from a sloth when you're drunk. Is uh, not good news. Um, once they get their hooks into you, you're doomed. <laughs> but these Chinese fishing villages, aside from maybe some bugs, they just look so peaceful and quiet and weird. And I was I was saying that I the guy who has the longest world record for trip taken in one country did it in China. China is so massive, like Asia in general, lots of unexplored jungle still. Mm-hmm. And China you know would be sick is to do it like on an electric bike, dude, so it's like totally silent. That would listen, be amazing. It would be creepy, right? It'd be kind of creepy. And China is uh, trying to lead the way in electric technology, so. You can have them plant a few. I mean, that's where all of our batteries come from right now anyway. Mm-hmm. So you could have them plant a few uh, batteries around the city for you. But look, dude, you're riding through these weird cities that have been – China is popular for this. They have a lot of space and a lot of people, but they're all condensed into mm-hmm. these large cities. So China has built these crazy huge LA-sized cities and then nobody has ever moved to them because they're out in the middle of like the – former Mongolian desert or whatever, mm. right? Or like they're out in the middle of some weird plain and there's nothing there. Just they built this city and then nobody lives there. Nobody. And so all these things are getting reclaimed by nature. Now this one looks a little bit older, this lost village, um, cool. crazy That's fishing cool. village. Yeah. And every everything is getting reclaimed by the jungle. But I guarantee in China there are so many ghost cities that are only been made within like the last 10 years that it would be just like riding through a movie set, right? And also I'm kind of curious about China because I know it's a weird place. I know that uh, you know it's a communist government and you're not allowed to say anything unless they tell you, but people can people are allowed to actually go and travel around, so I would love to. I don't need to say anything about it. I just want to experience like what make sure your social credit is good right yeah like a bad review for yeah (laughs) and make sure that like they don't use me for like sniper practice they're like hey there's like some weird american wandering around in the wilderness by himself on a motorcycle go uh just have fun with it (laughs) take him out but just to experience like another another place where a lot of stuff is coming from and i just have this weird feeling that we're going to see a lot more stuff coming out of there. There's such a motorbike oriented culture. And then they have these crazy places like this that like 
are fairly new looking, but nobody lives. I, I would want to go to China and check out some yeah, of these ghost villages. Yeah, that's a really good villages. one. I, I like that too because being like a city commuter, I'm just like always in an urban environment. Yeah. So like when I get out of the city, it's always so refreshing because I'm just like I'm tired of like just riding in the city yeah. every day. You know, I could crash here and die and just be like, cool. Like I died in some place that looks neat. Yeah, and peaceful. <laughs> I didn't. Yeah, it's so green. There's, yeah, it's so green. And yeah, and lush. imagine if you did see a panda or some old kung fu guy just doing kung fu out there. I know people <laughs> do kung fu all over in China, right? Um, no, I mean it's just it's an interesting place to me because I don't know very much about it. <clears throat> and uh, cruising around with my celebrity sing time seems like it'd be a lot of fun. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, that was, that's pretty good. I'm going to, even though you guys aren't prepped for this and you guys probably don't even know vintage bikes, I'm going to ask you. I already got one. What are you talking about? <laughs> what vintage bike would you like to take a few laps around on? Any track, any track, but I'd like to say, um, Sears Point. <laughs> I would like to ride Sears Point. Too. Yeah. What what bike? What bike would you take around Sears Point? Vintage. And some of those old like CB seven hundreds that are out at Brady's Track Days. Yeah, those are. What year are we talking about these things? They had Constar Constar wheels. So late 80s. early eighties, mid eighties. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. the CBX had a had the mags in seventy nine. I don't know what had it before that. Yeah. I mean the CB actually probably a CBX like a fully raced out one. Yeah. That'd be fun. Just because, like, growing up on one, so it'd be cool. Yeah. Or on my, like, Grandpa Glide one. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. King and queen seat, uh, better fairing. Jay, what about you? Do you know any vintage vintage bikes? Um, Yeah, I know a few. I think uh, when I was at IMS, they had the, I think they had the old original Suzuki Katana. I think I would take out a Katana. Yeah. Yeah. That, that I really liked the way it looked, and um, is that classic or vintage? I'm not even sure anymore. Like um, I don't know where how to define either. Yeah, a classic to me is 25 years old or older. But if it's now the vintage, bikes, then I'm vintage because <laughs> I know that's what I'm saying. I think I think we're all classic in here. I don't think we're vintage. I think classic is 25 years or older. Oh, is it? And I then it vintage, good. I think, is like 50 years or older. So I don't know what's in between. Clintage. Oh, modern, probably. No? Contemporary? No, I don't know. Baroque. I have no, <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> so you would take out a katana. Wigs would take out uh, a, a CBX. The one dad had? No, I want, Dad's it, all, old. I want it all raced out. Yeah, yeah. I would probably take out a... Um, no, this is not going to surprise Wiggins, but a Cotton Conquest, probably uh, an old British yeah. bike. Mm. And you know, I just, thought you were going to say an SR250. <laughs> no, <laughs> hell no, but it was only a 250. Might even have been a 125, the Cotton. No, I think the Cotton was a 250, but they were, um, that's what they raced back in. <laughs> Sorry, the, the Popo's here. Wiggins has been busted for looking at birthday cakes <laughs> one too many times. Um, yeah, Cottons. They were old British bike. And I just kind of like, you know, it's not a Triumph. It's not a BSA. It's not anything that was known. It's kind of like a, a Thor or a Douglas or one of those weird Crocker brands like the U, USA had um, when we had like 100 manufacturers here. Britain at one time was the same. And the Cotton, just because it's a funny bike and they raced them, um, Back in the Isle, Isle of Man days. Cotton and stuff. was the maker? Yeah, oh. Cotton. I don't even know if the bike was called the Conquest or not, but that's... C-O-T-T-O-N. T-O-N, okay. Yeah. 
Same thing. They were made out of cotton, and so they they kind of flexed too much, but that's why they didn't last. No, uh, I'm sure maybe Emma would know cotton, what cottons are. But um, but yeah, just take out a little no name crummy bike that they don't even make anymore and probably crash it and that would just make <laughs> my heart sing but um yeah so sing time i got i'm gonna go find a cotton you want to take it to china with me <laughs> bloom you heard jay she wants to cruise the world and and uh hey pit if you're listening wigs surely wants to go down where did you even say stelvio pass oh for a, no i just said like different racetracks in the world yeah hey pit get your production crew together Wiggins wants to take you on a tour of the United States racetracks, and I could, I'd kind of like you let, let us. Film that would it. be super cool. Would you film it for us and let yeah. us have the footage? Yeah, absolutely. No, someone has to pay for that. No, shit. I'm talking Come to on. Brad Pitt. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah. In between being an architect and an actor, could you film that and then just give it to us for free? I'll let you have Wiggins. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, that's uh, that is our list of celebrity rides, secret places, and vintage bikes. If you have a celebrity ride, a secret place or a vintage bike that you'd like to get out and ride this year i can make it happen email creative writing podcast at gmail.com leave a comment on one of our uh, social media places drop us a, a dm dm me man talk some send some nudes to our instagram <laughs> creative writing podcast or hit us up on facebook at creative writing podcast and look at all the fun stuff we post there i have been in the spirit of like fantasy places i've been um posting on our facebook page little tiny explorations that i've been doing around my town and uh would like you to do the same post up some pictures there yo and uh tell me where it's at send me a little uh little synopsis of what where you went and what you did in the meantime jay is this something you want to talk about this week? Jay did a little yeah, study, sure. you guys, and uh, I think we got enough time left in the show to talk about it. We absolutely do. We've got a yeah. half an hour left, Jay. All right, so let me see if I can fill up this time. I'm going to talk really, really Do not slow. fill up the time, Jay. <laughs> we also had the Texas half mile last weekend. Yes. I but have, it, can, it can be a short one, too. Yeah, I have the, uh, the, the stats on that as well. But Jay has – I feel like I cut you off – to go camping last week and then we still went an hour long so this this week i'll let you do your numbers crunch and then we'll cut you off and then still talk about the texas half mile for an hour so yeah um you did a little bit of a study to talk about you you know you were trying to figure out with with ashley i guess uh is it really more economical to have a bike in this day and age Right? Is it? Well, in our situation, because we both commute, we commute opposite directions, but we both have like a decent commute. Ashley Mm -hmm. does a little bit more as far as her daily commute, but then I actually surpassed her in miles because my commute is not predictable because I travel to different locations in Los Angeles. Oh, you sound so good when you're that close to the mic. Pull it up closer. Yeah. so sometimes I'll go all the way up to the top of the valley. I'll go down to San Pedro. So like it just depends on the day. But we did the numbers and I average based on working six days a week. Um, I average about 76 miles a day on average. Some days it's more, some days it's less. But Round trip? As, that's Yeah. Okay. 
Um, I thought it was like 176. Well, yeah. <laughs> I just, on some days. There's you know, been some, some days. Listen, I think I topped 150 was the most I yeah, did Yeah, okay. Because when I'm thinking of time, though, people in other states could drive 176 miles in the time it takes us to drive 76. So whenever I think of you out there on the streets, I'm thinking in time, not distance. So 76, that's a lot lower than I thought you – I thought I was sure you were doing well, like that's 120. The that's the average. Right. So like it depends like – There'll be days where I like for a whole week I'll do a hundred. Yeah. I'll do a hundred and twenty. But then some days I don't have to travel as far. So um but I just figured on an average. And so based on that average, I do about twenty three j- this is just commuting for work. So I do about twenty three thousand miles a year. That's more than I do in my car. <laughs> so that's that's just, <laughs> just for the commute. And um so I was trying. I was. We did some maintenance on the bikes this last weekend, and I was thinking. I was like, okay, we're gonna have to buy oil. I have to buy a chain lube. Um, I just recently bought a new chain. I put put some sprockets on. So I was like, I wonder if I'm actually saving money on the motorcycle or or not. And I had never like sat down and done the numbers. I always thought I was, but I wasn't 100 percent sure. So we went through and we crunched all the numbers last night and I, my head was hurting cuz numbers are not my forte. <laughs> yeah. But um so when I just, think of numbers it hurts my brain so much that that's how I know how much <laughs> I can't even think of how much they hurt because like I don't want to do any more numbers. Yeah, just basic math. I was just like, wait, yeah. what is this divided <laughs> by what now? <laughs> yeah, what a sucky. And how long did this is um just for this year or was this last year like uh, how this did was you, for about the last year. Okay. Yeah. So, so year 12, to date. 12 months of good data, right. Okay. Um, so based on – so basically for maintenance on the bike, I just calculated the things that we change like annually. So what I would change in a normal year. So Like your oil? Yeah. So we did oil. You only change that annually? I think, <laughs> so I think we figured it's like 64 liters we go through a year. Um, I changed my brake. Brake pads, brake fluid, um, my chain once every year and a half, I think we said, and then oil filters, and then tires twice a year. So those were the main things that we calculated. How many, you say you about 23,000 miles a year? Mm-hmm. So you're, you're uh, <laughs> I even have you turned down, Wigs. That's amazing. So you're, um, your tires are only lasting you about 10, 12,000 miles, somewhere around there? Yeah, and I'm like, I'm not... I have massive like chicken breasts on them. Like yeah. I'm not hitting any, but I actually just had to change hers too because she was just basically getting a huge flat spot. Yeah, because it's just all freeway. freeway yeah. yeah, that's the one bummer is that like even you know you don't get good wear if you're just yeah. doing freeway. Yeah, but they do. I, my tires are due, and I don't, my tires only have the last time I changed them. They're about they got about eleven thousand miles on them, and they're already like you can yeah. totally see. That they have a flat spot. So, this is a, I'm not going to make a big point about this because I don't want to go down a rabbit hole when we got a long page to get through here. But isn't it weird that like a motorcycle weighs way less than a car, but the tires don't even barely last as long? Even though I know for commuter tires, they make them harder in the middle. I just listened to this whole thing about how they manufacture tires, but they only last about a third of what a car tire does. And a car has, you know, it's just it's weird to me. I was going to say, I'd say less than that. Yeah. Like, not a lot of bike tires even get 10,000 miles. Yeah. yeah. And, and we're lighter. 
and you're looking at 60000 for a car? Yeah. But think how much bigger the contact patch is. Yeah, that's what I was thinking because, like, on my truck, I only change the tires. Like, well, I'm not really driving the truck, but, like, once every five years. Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> Me too. Like, yeah. they they just last that long. Yeah, yeah. So that is interesting that you have to go through two sets a year. Harder rubber, too. Like, they're, I don't know, just in the, the way they're used. Yeah. The guy, I, I listened to, um, a person that worked at Dunlop give a uh, do an interview, and they actually make you know touring tires, touring tires that are harder in the middle, so they don't wear as much, but you mm. still don't get sixty thousand miles yeah. out of them. A lot of uh, like high performance tires are that way now too. Yeah. I don't think like a full DOT race tire, but a lot of my I run the Bridgestone. What are they keep changing the numbers? I think mine are the tens now. Like they have the D- the slicks, the DOT race tires, and then the ones I have, and they're a multi compound too. Yeah, most of most tires are, but they yeah. still that uh, two two sets of tires a year basically yeah. is what you're yeah. going through. It's mm-hmm. a um, lot to me. So yeah, so that's basically all the things that I calculated as far as what I covered for maintenance, and then um, sixty four liters of oil. Is that two bikes yeah. or one bike? That's and for one expensive one bike. tires too. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. bought Michelin's for my car, and I bought four was like seven hundred bucks. Yeah, and like two bike tires is about five hundred. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um. So. Um, that's why I don't get flats on Spamla because that's about twice of what she costs. Yeah. <laughs> Her value. Um. But the findings of the number crunching were actually kind of surprising because I was speculating that my that actually it was going to be more expensive on the bike just because of all of the maintenance stuff. I was just thinking. Well, we're always buying chain lube. We're always like buying chain cleaner. Uh, we're always buying oil. So I was thinking that that was at, like nickeling and diming us. But um, I was actually surprised. But um, we, so we did the calculated the Phillips. So in the truck, it it's about ninety one Phillips a year in the truck. And my truck gets fourteen gallons uh, uh, in the tank. And then on the motorcycle, I get about almost two hundred Phillips. So. That's and what's cool. the MPG on the the truck. truck? It's about on a good day. I think we said eighteen miles per gallon. It's not that great. No, but that sounds about right for a truck. Yeah, a truck that's really good. Yeah, yeah. Um, it might be a little bit less, but like I said, I hardly ever ride it, drive it, so I don't even know. What um, kind of truck is it? It's a Toyota Tacoma. Is that the small one? Yeah. Um. Do do do. So yeah. So. Daily gas for the truck came to about almost $20 a day. And for the bike, it was $6 approximately. So I, I could already start to see where this was going. Right. <laughs> so weekly in the truck, it jumped to 106 just on gas. And for the bike, it was half that. So... And are you filling the truck up every week? Well, this is if I was to take okay. the truck. Right, I okay. don't think I've actually taken the truck for a full straight year. Right. Because I've been riding, I've been commuting by bike for many years now. So. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. What kind of MPG does the uh, SV get? Um, It gets between 38 to 40. It's not too bad. Yeah. So pretty much double to not quite three, t- uh, you know, yeah. like three times. Yeah, my three. Harley was like. 28 to 30. Yeah, that's what I got in my It's all less than your VW. Yeah, right. And then on top of it, I did a tank lift, so then I was like getting less gas that was being able to be used. Per tank. I always figure that per mile because 
doesn't matter if you're filling up a hundred times or once. Right. If it, you know, if you're filling up a hundred gallon tank once or a two gallon tank 50 times, it's the same cost. It's probably cost more for the two gallon tank because gas price is going to usually go up. Yeah. yeah you're and not I getting the same price across the type. Yeah. Tank. Of gas. Um, yeah. yeah so I, yeah, I fill up premium in the bike, but even still, you can tell that the numbers are lower on, on the bike just because of the gas mileage that I get out of it. And so then the, the interesting thing is Ashley's commute, she has to take toll roads because of the traffic in the morning and the afternoon. So when she, when she has had to take the truck, she'll take the toll roads. And so we did the numbers that went adding in her use of the toll roads and the truck plus the gas, it was um, 8500 a year. Just, dollars yeah just for gas and tolls so um yeah the toll roads are killer yeah they're just insane but she when she did have to take the truck i mean it was saving her 30 to 40 minutes on the on her commute and she was in the truck so she was like i'm losing my mind well, i have to take the toll and roads. you should pay if you're gonna get that um i mean you should it shouldn't be free just to take those i mean if you're gonna use them yeah, yeah you, you gotta pay yeah, for it, them. it is it is convenient um, but then for gas in the bike, it was only 2400 so almost $2,500 um, just for gas annually. You could have bought two bikes for the price of all the gas, <laughs> of the tru- just the gas yeah, and the tolls yeah, in the truck. Like, I got it's the crazy. SV for, for cheaper than that. So yeah. that was pretty, pretty interesting to see that. And then so then I started looking at all of the maintenance stuff. So on the truck, I don't really do that much maintenance Um because number one, I'm not really driving it that much, and number two, it's actually pretty like a pretty good, reliable truck. So it's usually smog, um, tires like once every five years, um, and then like an annual oil change, and then I think that's pretty much about it. Right, and we. And- <laughs> You've mentioned two things that you don't have to worry about for a bike. You you don't have to worry about toll roads because you can share lanes. And in California, at least, bikes are exempt from any safety checks and any smog checks. I know in other states and maybe even other countries, you have to go in for a compulsory safety check every once in a while where they check to make sure your brake lights and brakes do that in Europe? Uh, yeah. It, well, and even in like Utah and stuff like that. Yeah. And I think that's okay. I mean, people shouldn't be riding around on jalopies and like crash because their brakes don't work or, or you don't, you crash into them because their brake light didn't come on. I think it's kind of a cool, but I wouldn't want to do, do it. I would just take that responsibility on myself, but we don't have to worry about that on motorcycles in California, period. Yeah. So, like, well, it motorcycles. It wouldn't work if I had to do that on the Harley because fucking my turn signals <laughs> were always broken on that damn thing. Yeah. There was always issues with that freaking bike. Yeah. So, every, I mean, already I could see the uh, the benefits of the cost benefits of it so far. Yeah. So then I was like, okay. So I already, I already knew that the gas was going to be cheaper. That was kind of like something I knew. My thing was, okay, what about the maintenance? Is the maintenance what's going to bump it up so that it's actually going to go over the cost, um, taking the motorcycle versus the truck annually. And so obviously the thing that costs the most annually was oil. So we spend about almost $400 a year per bike on oil changes just because we're riding so frequently. And I usually change mine every 4,000. I try, I'm trying to be more consistent. Um, <clears throat> so that was the most expensive. And then the next 
behind that was uh, tires. So tires, I think, came to a total of about almost eight hundred dollars. Yeah, wigs. What was yours? What were yours? About five hundred for the bike. For tires, seven hundred. Uh, no, for my car was seven hundred, but I bought four. Yeah, but I mean, you got to think like the RCs buying real nice Bridgestones. Even my Harley, I bought the Dunlop Americanas, and they're pretty expensive, or Dunlop American Elites or something like that. They're but that when I did my trip around the country a few years ago with ten thousand miles, um, I put brand new tires on before I left, and the rear even lasted the whole trip and a little bit more when I got back. Rad. And more importantly. I've never had that tire do anything weird Mm. where some of the other, they were mostly Dunlops too and some Avon Cobras. They would do like, like especially a while ago, but like trying to like wheelie the Dyna, sometimes it would hook and stand up and sometimes it would like spin. Unpredictable. Yeah. And I I just, I don't like, I want, even if it's going to like spin all the time, I want it. I want to know what it's doing. Yeah. Speaking but, of weird tires, Ashley's tires, the last two times, her front tire has been cupping. Yeah. And we're trying to figure out what what's causing it. I'm not, Usually it's, it's under inflation. That's yeah. what I said. But she said that she checks her inflation weekly and that it's been on point. So, because that's what I said too. What does she run? I don't know. Off the top 15. of my head. <laughs> Five. Because <laughs> a lot of, like a lot of street tires recommend with 35 or 40. Yeah. Yeah, the, it's probably somewhere around that. What and her Triumph? I mean, it's a five hundred pound bike, right? Four yeah. or five hundred pound bike. I would imagine that it was like because the Viffer is like thirty eight and forty two, or so, it's kind of high, you mm-hmm. know. And Spamala even um, is like thirty six or something like that. I, I forget. I just looked the other the other day. It's a little bit higher than I you would th- think. Yeah, yeah. And so if you're like, oh, I got 26 and 24, I don't know what's going on, and even a little bit of a load, it doesn't take very long for it to cup. I mean, it could be like one day yeah. of riding. Especially with that kind of mileage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So she's gonna, she just changed her tire, so she's going to keep an eye on it to see if she has that problem again. And then Is just- it... Did she put the same brand tire on it that she had before? Yeah, because it's really hard for I don't know what size tires she runs, but she said they're really like an odd size. Uh, yeah, the Triumphs, the are, Triumph Bobber. Yeah, probably a nineteen front. I think they so. they're eighteen and three quarters. It's a really weird yeah, British thing. Really and the weird. front is eighteen and three quarter. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, sure. Yeah, so at 19, there's like 9 million tires out there because almost every Harley has a 19 front. Yeah. Um, I mean, you could go, I don't, uh, it's probably a narrower rim than a Dyna, so it's probably like two and an eighth, two and a quarter, something like that. 80 and 8150, I think. For, is that the aspect ratio of the tire? Yeah. So 80, 50. Yeah, that's just wouldn't be 150 because like a sport bike's 120 70 yeah i guess it could be a 150 tall um <clears throat> yeah. yeah i'm pretty sure because i asked her because i was like oh what are these numbers and, and you can that. vary from the on the width and the height a little bit tournament's gonna tell yep. us right now yeah right there 190 19 yeah that's probably the okay so that was a rear most rear common <laughs> produced motorcycle tire um, Avon Cobra is a good one if it's if they make that size. The Dunlop American Elites are really good one if they make that size. Um, because my Dyna I believe is a one thirty, um, maybe a little wider actually. And then 
what's another uh the Michelin Scorcher. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, most, that's what I had on the Sportster. Yeah, most of those will also do a 16 because so many Harleys, especially 150, uh, 80. So like a Sportster size tire okay. is and really even, all it is. Even these uh, optional 16s and 16s, they make a buttload of those because like most of the Harleys come in 16s. Okay. Yeah, what's know, the, they were telling her that. Oh, so they did one. Button. What's the 17... The I think nineteen and seventeen. I think these might be uh, optional. Whether you have spoke or uh, I don't know. If they I think make she them. has the one on the right because she has spoke oops. tires. Yeah. Oops. Where they go? I'm not even sure if that's a hundred percent. Yeah. Spoke a seventeen sixteen. A yeah. one a one thirty eighty seventeen would be kind of weird because yeah, most she, yeah because that's hers because she's got the the tubeless spoke. or spoke. Yeah, hers is spoked. So she's okay. got seventeen, sixteen. I don't know. That is a weird tire. Seventeen then. and three quarters, like I said. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sure there's still plenty of tires out there that are pretty good. Yeah. Um, like sport bike tires are going to be a one twenty seventy, so they're really not going to be that much different. Um, and I'm sure there's a lot of one thirty eighties. It would be the Viffer is probably still a one twenty seventy, isn't it? He doesn't know. Good He's question. <laughs> but anyways, back back to the the number crunching before we get off on our our uh, rabbit hole. So um, basically, the outcome was that taking the motorcycle um, and commuting twenty three thousand miles, I actually save fifteen hundred dollars a year. So I was actually wrong because I thought that it was going to cost more. But it actually saved me in – that's a decent chunk. I mean that's – And guess what, Jay? You look <laughs> a lot cooler of doing course. it. And you have more fun. Yep. yep. Well, and I don't, I think of the time you save because you yeah, commute through LA. Yeah, that is like, like the big thing. The time thing is like I wouldn't be able to have my two jobs if I took the truck. That's why when the Harley took a shit, I was just suffering because to get from one end of town to the other between my two jobs, it was just the it was just taking too long. Like I was running late all the time. Yeah. So yeah, and like uh, so when I'm traveling to schools on the bike, I can get to four different locations, and in the truck, it's like maybe I'm lucky if I can get to two. So yeah, definitely time is something that I save so much. Yeah. So. On next week's show, I want to explore what I said here about the the uh, express lane pricing because in California, for motorcyclists, it's not such a big deal, but for regular commuters, it is, and it's something that maybe. Well, it's still, I think for the toll roads, you still have to pay. It's a different price, though. You know what? And it's free at certain times. Yeah, and I had to toll get roads? it one time. Yeah, really? the express lanes even. In this part of town, you can ride your motorcycle in them. Once you get into downtown, you can't. You have to know, and it's not posted anywhere. You have to know. Oh no! I, wait, 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 wait! Because I have wait. a ticket regarding that. What? What is? What are you talking about? Yeah, what are you talking about? Because the carpool lane, as far as I know, you can ride that. A anywhere. carpool lane is nationally in the United States. Uh, motorcycles can ride in. Well, that. there's also a uh, high, ocup- high occupancy yeah, vehicle. Really- 
And in a lot of states, you have to have three people in a car for those. But I think bikes are still good. Yeah, federally, uh, they made it in the seventies because of efficiency or something like that. Yeah. The motorcycles can fit, but the express lanes are. There are some like toll, like express lane. Yeah, there's one on the one ten. There's the yeah. ten or one ten. One or 10, I think. interstate one ten, as our out of state listeners like us to say. <laughs> they don't like us saying the ten and the five. They don't like normal stuff. They all- so you're saying that motorcycles can't ride on it. If Unless you go you into downtown, because I was reading about this last year, because I was in them. Because it's actually like a separate. Because I take that know, every day. You know the ones with the, <laughs> the ones, because. Yeah, it's separate. I, I, yeah, because I take yeah. that every day. And I want to talk about this next LA. week. I just, you know, uh, Zach, who is actually one of our Facebook uh, patrons, a, a listener of the show, he's been bringing up a lot of good topics lately. He's been bringing up like the New York is going to start pricing people via where they commute and LA Times just ran an article on it three weeks ago now I just reread it I went and dug it up I had a whole bunch of brake fluid all over it but I cleaned it off and I reread the article it's very interesting how they're going to start charging and I'm wondering they didn't mention motorcycles but I'm wondering if motorcycles are going to be part of that because as it stands you need in California or at least here in SoCal and several other states that I've been to you can everything's a toll road. It's awesome to go get like a little thing that sits in your windshield and you can take these roads to avoid congestion. Uh, in Virginia, specifically around, you know, Washington, DC, I know it's pretty, you know, traffic heavy compared to the rest of like rural, mm-hmm. you know, that r- part of the country that's rural, New York, Pennsylvania. I'm sure there's like city centers that get just so crammed full of people, but they don't have to worry about it in the rural part. So when you want to get from one place to the other, you hit these places. And if you don't have this fast pass, you're just stuck there for hours, even though you might just be passing through, right? So here, I was reading about the express lanes because I was cruising through them. And it turns out that in LA proper, if you're in the express lanes on a motorbike, it's not like a high occupancy vehicle lane. You get a ticket for it. But out here in LA County, certain parts of it, like where we are here specifically, you won't get it. So if you're riding on. But don't they have to post that? Because I feel like that's. I feel like they would have to as well, but you never see anything, do you? I rarely, no, I, I rarely take, see. I know exactly what your area yeah. you're talking about. I take that every day. Yeah. Like, like the 10 and stuff like the that. The 110 too. was the one that I got my last. Take it on. on. And it's because if you are in the express lane on a bike, it's in that part of town, not... Uh, I don't know, because I've passed so many CHP. Well, CHP can do what they want. They're cruising the highway to make sure everything's safe, right? Or writing me tickets. All right, and finding you to write you a ticket. <laughs> um, this isn't the ticket you got for crossing over double yellows, is it? Yeah, that's the one I'm talking about. Okay. But that's what he got you for was crossing over double yellows. Yeah, or did he say riding in the express lanes? No, no, he he did it for crossing over yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the lanes. Because um, most of the times they take a picture of your, you get one in the mail. They take a picture of your uh, license plate on the express lane ones. Yeah, if you, like if you're a yeah, car, I see and the you're blue in, light. Yeah, yeah, day, yeah, yeah. If you have the blue light light up, you're good to go. And it doesn't tell you when you cross over that boundary, the magical city. Like there's a city, you know. I'm gonna have to look into this because this is the first I've ever heard. Yeah. And now I'm curious because I take that all the time. Yeah. I Mostly I think it's on the 10 or Interstate 10 for our out-of-state <laughs> listeners. Um, I think it's going into downtown and stuff. Once you hit like L.A. proper, you got to get out of the express lanes or else they're going to – Well, that, that's the 110, not the 10 because the 110 is the one that has the, the 110 is with the big yeah. double one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's not – yeah. It's yeah, the that's the one I'm thinking of. And I've been in those lanes and I yeah. didn't know the rule at the time. I didn't get a ticket, but uh, I was also on that thing. And the license plate is a little hard to see on yeah, it mine being is underneath too, the bike. Yeah. 
That's How do you know you didn't get a ticket? It could have just got sent to him. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good. That's a good. Uh, that's good argument. So stupid though. If that is indeed true, that is really retarded. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, also know too, your know the rules, right? Are you allowed to park on the sidewalk? Do you know? <laughs> Shut the fuck. I'm up. serious because you know that's what I got the. Yeah. You want yeah. me to answer that question for you? Yeah. Are you? What kind of bike are you on? <laughs> I'm on my motorcycle. No. Are you on a Harley? Then fuck yeah, you can park on the sidewalk and no one's going to write you a ticket. <laughs> that must be why I was at Lucky Wheels for that movie night and there were several Harleys parked on the sidewalk and no one got a ticket. Yeah. So I was like, man, my fucking luck is shit, man. It is. It's so I shitty. Hate to say it. But yeah, you're not technically allowed in most municipalities to park on the sidewalk. Even if you're not impeding the uh, – in San Diego, we would do it all the time and nobody would say anything. But I think – uh, also, the cops had other stuff to worry about. Yeah, they weren't you know, just my luck around. is so bad. I did an event. I was working an event at US. LA is also broke, so yeah. they're gonna write they'll you cite you for yeah. anything. I know, but um, I was at an event at USC for my one job, and it was on a weekend, so I think it was on a Sunday. So no one was on campus, and I parked in that area. You know where those lines are in the parking lot, where it's kind of like. Um, You'll have the spots, and they, then it's just like white lines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they I call park- it purple parking in some other states, and they usually allow motorcycles to park yeah, there. Yeah, so I had parked there. So number one, there was no students on campus. School was out. and Somebody was just ticket happy. And then I got I came out, and there was a freaking ticket on there. Yeah. And I was, it, there was plenty of other spots, and I didn't want to take up a spot for a car. So I was like, oh, I'll just park it right here. And I got I got popped. Yeah, sixty-eight dollars for wow. parking there. That's funny because unless it says no parking in it, like you know how they say no yeah. parking on some of them, that's technically. If you were on the, were you on the Harley? Yeah. Oh man, that's surprising then. Yeah. Actually, California's <laughs> different. <laughs> the Midwest is totally like that. You're on a hog. You're yeah. Support. Oh, yeah totally. Or if you're in a, because that's what all the cops ride there. Or too. they like, probably were they like, don't. "This motherfucking bike is so ugly. I'm just gonna write them a ticket." <laughs> yeah, I know the CHP went back to to Harley's. Uh, uh, not very many of them. They had yeah, the, the guy concourse who popped for a while. Me was on a Harley. Yeah, they. Uh, I just seen a guy today too. I was like, oh, surprised. Um, I have a little bit of stuff. We ha- we have about ten minutes left in the show. And I know me and Wiggs. Uh, did you get to watch the Texas Half Mile? I watched most of it. I missed the singles main, and I'm really bummed because a little buddy of mine pulled a fucking podium in his right. rookie pro event. Well, listen to this. I was able to watch it uh, all three classes, which is really cool. The production twins, I think this was their first race of the season. Yes. And uh, I got a chance to watch some of the qualifying, which is just incredible. When you watch these things, it's an all-day event. And it's kind of it's nutty because you think about fans' choice. They're not. It's not like watching a CBS. You know, when they bring it to you on Thursday night, it's been edited down from like eight hours. They don't show any of the. Uh, you know, they don't waste their time showing what they don't need to. Right. So it's already been edited down and and all that great stuff. So when you're sitting there watching it live, you're there. It's an all day thing. So I was able to watch much, most of the qualifying, still go to get some lunch down in Pasadena and come back. And it was still going, you know, they're like in their intermission doing track prep. So I got to uh, still catch most of it, but I did not really pay attention to the, uh, the heat, well, the qualifying for the, the twins and for the production class, but I did watch the qualifying for the, um, the singles and it was really, really cool because 
I already had this really good feeling about Shayna Texter. You know, she was a big deal on a Husky last year. You know, she had barely rode the bike at all before she got on it. And I feel like she's doing the same thing again this year on the KTM. And KTM's back in GP. I mean, KTM is like trying to move and shake. They're winning everything off road. They won, you I know. Mean, as a side note, it's pretty well the same bike she was on last year. Well, with different colors. <laughs> Doesn't BMW own? Uh, I thought KTM on Husky. Yeah, KTM. They do own Husky. Yeah. You're right. I'm thinking of who's a Berg or something like that. Uh, yeah. So she's on the KTM Red Bull factory team this year, um, and again, she got some practice on the on the bike, you know. But she really, this is her first half mile on it, and. Uh, they she came out and hit the wall in qualifying hit it sideways though you know what i'm saying so deflected off of it and still was able to pull first place in qualifying it's pretty sweet dude to see see someone hit off the wall i i uh i feel left out when you guys talk about it yeah it's fun i i i love that you got the gp pass yeah but i mean i'm like so much more vested in moto america and world superbike especially after listening to noko moto last week that i could give a f what you know, GP. I was thinking about it too. Forty dollars a month, Jay. It's Put actually the- cheaper than that because I got okay. the statement. It's like twenty three. Oh, okay, so it's not that bad. I was like. Put that on your bike spreadsheet and like pretend it's like <laughs> air filters, and you'll be like, "Oh my god!" Well, can you can you share your credentials? I was thinking it's like kick, kick twenty down your credentials. Even twenty three dollars is like uh, is there like a four hundred a year, right? Uh, um, whatever press credentials. No, I mean like your login credentials. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> so I got gotcha. you. <laughs> yeah, well, France no. Choice is free. France Choice free. You just have oh, to. It is? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. So that's why I, I that's oh, why I quit watching. I was thinking it was a subscription. That's why I was like, oh, I, no, no. You do have to like log in to. Uh, they made agree you to their terms. Yeah, oh, for this is the first year they've okay. ever done it, and I think it's because they're part of NBC and Fox Sports now is broadcasting flat track on Thursdays or something like that. So can you watch it? Like, do you watch it on your TV? Yeah, I, I just watch it on here oh, okay. and I plug this thing into if there. If you have a smart TV, but yeah, like a computer or like I watch it on my TV because I pull it up on my phone and I have an Apple TV. Yeah. So I just yeah. send it to the TV. I usually, you know, I watch it on here. And this is the first year that they made you sign a, uh, you know, just enter a password and a username. I think maybe they're trying to get stats and before they, it was harder to, I don't know. Um, but anyway, so in the mains, we'll skip past the semis and qualifiers and all that stuff because until the main, it doesn't really matter. Right. Even though it was interesting to see who made the main, uh, we had guys like, you know, Brian Smith, not even really doing that good. You know, my big thing with the production twins class was guys like Kale Kochman moved down and he's been, in the top 10 quite a bit last couple years. Um, but then also, yeah, you see like Brian Smith didn't make it. So I guess maybe – and Kochman, I saw a post from him and he was disappointed with a fifth. So, I mean, he's looking at the production twins class of like winning a championship and getting some funding to go back to real twins. But, I mean, really – I like production twins. I kind of like a production spec class, you know. But it all it is is um, – a premier twins class without the the three or the two Harleys and Indians. <laughs> like and you can't run there, an XR. There was like FTO sevens was the main like uh, Yeah, and the <laughs> Cowies. Like yeah. Brian Smith could take his Cowie down and run it. But what they did say if you're pulling double duty, so like Kale Cookman as a twins rider, he can't run twins. He's got to run production twins 
But if you're a singles, another guy that bumped down was uh, the tomato, like Eric Kobe Carlisle. So you can run production twins and singles. You can do double duty that right. way. Corey Texture did just that. Or did he even? He just did twins, I think, or production twins. Not he didn't do singles at all. Maybe you're right. So, but um, Dalton Gautier, I believe, did both. Mm-hmm. Um, a few of the singles writers did both. Which is good for them because they're that's what I feel like the class was for. But to see guys like Kale Kochman run it, I'm like, but and and I like Corey and nothing against these guys and their ability, but Kale Kochman's been finishing pretty high up in the product in the twins class. And then a guy like Corey, though, I think it's a good fit. He's never been a solid twins finisher on a consistent basis. Um even I, in the singles, I think he struggled a little bit. Yeah, you know, I, I just I don't think the singles is a whole different thing for him after riding twins for so long. But oh, for with sure. twins, I mean, when you got like sour punch and stuff like that, I, I don't think he had. The, he was borrowing his sister's van from the year, you know, his yeah, last. Well, year I mean, twins. his I just sister's don't think he one had of the, the highest paid riders in the field. I don't. Is that true? Yeah. I just. Danica Patrick was one of the highest paid NASCAR drivers. I just don't think that he. Uh, but had he's never the, been the ride. Is what I don't think he had. Well, he's never been a high enough finisher to really get the ride. I mean, even in the twins class, how many guys in the top ten make money doing it? I don't know. I don't know what their five six. I don't know what their pace. Kel Copen has a job. Like that dude drives all over the country and basically works part time so he can race. Like he's a true privateer. Up until a year ago, Carver was a privateer. I mean, he still is a privateer, but now he's got funding. But that came from winning races and, and finishing well. Yeah. So, but it, I just see twins guys moving down to it, and I, I don't think that's what it was designed for. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'm Good point. It's, uh, it's kind of for people to get their legs back over twins to go up to twins from singles, yeah? Yeah, it's for guys like Kobe Cartwell, and he's kind of – he was on a twin the first two rounds. But guys like him, guys like Galton Dottier – Galton – yeah, Dalton, that one. Gunther. The <laughs> guy you, the guy you right? lovingly called Gunther. Yeah. Um, and the, But there is a Gunther. That's why – Right? <laughs> I didn't know so if you were it's for those guys to move up and, and get some seat time on a twin and be able to do that. But, you know, like – um, it was through Black Hills Harley, but they had uh, Danny Eslick was on one. He, yeah, I don't know. think he finished very good either. He did. He had to run. He had to take a provisional. So, but you know what? It was one of the Vance and Hines bikes. <laughs> <laughs> it's had to have several provisionals. So, <laughs> despite the rider. So yeah, and the production twins main uh, texture. He checked out on lap five. Oh, yeah, did he? He did a really good out. job of uh, reining that thing in. Uh, Dalton Gaultier was in the lead actually uh, for a little bit there, but then uh, by lap five, Texter had chased him down, and I noticed this a lot in that particular race. In lap and turn one and two, he would struggle a little bit, but then he'd smooth out in three and four. But did you see those huge holes down in three and four? Yeah, like it looked like they were just chunks missing, and I noticed it like in the singles too. Like it wasn't like you could get down on the apron and kind of do like a really low inside line. There yeah, was just uh-uh. it looked like you get real slick down there too. Yeah, uh, yeah, it looked it looked kind of uh, mushy. I don't know what the thing was, but um, you know he did check out lap five, and it was Texter, and then Ryan Varnes and Colby Carlisle came in third. I don't remember what happened to. Uh, Gaultier, but he was rocking some pink hair. 
Um, he was not rocking his CBD uh, sponsor, but um, he did pretty good. And I think he, you're right, he pulled um, double duty because he did. He went to the singles as well. So it was an interesting, it was fun. The qualifying was fun, but I mean, if you want to stick around all day and watch that stuff, go for it. It's really interesting. And then sometimes it doesn't even end up mattering what happened in qualifying. Uh, moving on to the singles main, Mikey Rush got a whole shot. Mikey Rush, who went uh, 18 feet in the air last year on a twin, right? He wasn't on singles when he did that. He was on no, a twin. No, that wasn't Mikey Rush who did that last year, was it? Stevie Bonzi. That was Bonzi. That's, that's that right. That, yeah. So Mikey Rush uh, got a whole shot. Um, and there was lots of front runners that got bad starts in the night. Uh, and Shayna Texter was one of them. She was on the outside of row one, and she dropped back to like uh, seventh or eighth in that first turn. Um, and within That's a few laps, yeah, <laughs> it only took a few laps. I think it was three laps for her to work all the way up to first uh, place from seventh. It was cool. Like, also typical of her. Yeah, I was so, going to say, she, you know, it's not that big a deal. She was slicing and dicing on one lap. She took like four spots. So it was really interesting uh, to see her work it with her diminished weight, which you would think meant diminished traction, but also she was able to like weave in and out without losing traction. I don't know how many people have explained this to you. Weighing more does not mean more traction. It, you don't think it so? It never has. Oh. No. Traction is trying to move things forward and make things stick, and that weight transfers to centrifugal force and not moving mass that you're trying to move. Right. So she did none of that stuff, but was able to get up to the lead. And would you say she broke out? Would you say she like? I missed that. Stepped out. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, So Stallings, uh, or I'm sorry, Stallings is. I think it was like right there, almost toward the end. Busted the front end off his bike. He got in a two bike tangle. And they went down on the front straight, like coming out of, uh, you know, coming out of turn four. I don't know exactly what happened, and I d- didn't hear. And of course, you can't rewind on Fans' Choice, uh, so it's live. I didn't hear who he got tangled up with, but his bike broke in half. There was two pieces down there, uh, but they were off the line, so it was good. Um, but it was just kind of interesting. You're wondering, are they going to red flag it? Is this going to? Is her lead? You know, is now she's going to be like a dash, pretty much. You know, four lap sprint, and, and anything can happen in those. I've seen, I've seen several races go uh, completely opposite because somebody's got like a fourteen second lead, a red flag happens, and all of a sudden they're back in third because they get a shitty start off the, it, the restart. You know, your tire changes, temperatures, and stuff. Yeah, like that. yeah, and then the, just depending on how long the red flags for the track, you know, might do something weird whether it gets hotter or colder. But um, uh, Gaultier also worked his way up to seventh. He started in last place. I forget if he jumped the line or I forget what he did, but he started back uh, behind the last row, I think. And so he worked his way up to seventh. Um, and James Ott, local 16-year-old kid, uh, first ever national, like Wiggs said, uh, so first first big show. I did see the semis. He got put on the back row of the semi and worked up to third or fourth in the semi. Yeah. And then all I saw was the end and him on the podium. But I yeah. mean, that's huge. But I do know, I think you have to be 16 to run a, to have a pro license and run pro. Uh huh. Right. But he rides Southern California Flat Track Association in the pro class and has for a couple of years. So he's been dicing it up with Kale Kochman and guys like that. Yeah. So he's getting some on the job training. Yeah. I mean, he's a super talented rider, a little scrawny kid, you know. So again, that weight advantage that Shana has. But congrats to him, dude. That's huge. And what I liked, um, he in the semi was when I actually saw him ride and in a heat. But he didn't um, 
he didn't fall into any trap. Like he just did what he thought. Yeah. He made a lot of outside passes and stuff that no one else was doing. Yeah. And that's shit. You only see guys like Meese and Carver and Smith do those things. Like what, no one's taking the outside today. Oh, there's Jeffrey Carver, like brushing <laughs> hay bales. So it's like, that's, it's riding, good to see. The cushion around, yeah, it's just yeah. good to see him just finding his own traction and doing his own thing and being successful at it. And congrats to him. Like, and then, I mean, what's in the future for that kid, dude? That is epic. Yeah. Like we'll see. still, you he, know, he reminds me a lot of Davis Fisher where like under certain pressure, maybe there, like he performed really well. Well, uh, hopefully we see more of it. I mean, now look, now look, he's already in the running for the, um, rookie of the year. Cause the rookie of the year guy, I don't even, that's leading the points for that. I don't even think made the main. <laughs> so he missed two rounds and he might still get it. Yeah. Uh, it was an amazing race. And he was one of the guys that was back in the pack and like, you know, like Shayna and Mikey Rush worked his way up there to the front. Um, so Mikey Rush, after he got his whole shot, he got swallowed up and went back to like fourth or fifth and he had to work back up too. So it was, it was really cool watching that singles, some of the best racing, kind of like watching college ball. Um, the twins main, Brian Smith did not even make the main. Um, and didn't take a provisional though. Yeah. I felt that was weird. You only get one per season, you know, for this whole season. Maybe they, they knew they just didn't have the setup and didn't want to take yeah. the provisional for it. Yeah. I mean, when you got like other stuff that might come down to later this year, that we're only for a guy the, like him, you would want to use it on something like a mile. Yeah. Where for you sure. know, which, you know, there'll be the first mile of the year coming up here pretty soon. And if he needs it for that, but I was, I was surprised Larry Pegram even made the main. <laughs> so there was a, really well, there's a bunch of road racers. We had Larry Pegram, uh, PJ Jacobson, JD beach. Um, so, I mean, we had a, quite a few guys in there, uh, cutting teeth, but not, I mean, it's not like they were podium material, but they still did better than Brian Smith and, uh, Carver. Carver was way back there for, uh, surprisingly behind all those road racer guys. But, um, Brian, uh, Briar Bauman started out in the first spot, Meese in second, Brandon Robinson in third. Um, Pegram actually got the whole shot, but he got squared up right away by Bauman and Meese. And, uh, they, they yeah, he did the same in a semi, like kind of ran, <laughs> he just ran a few inches wide. And- yep. And that's all it took for them to be like, all right, we're going to do this. And now where did you go? So they broke away on lap two, uh, Meese and, uh, Briar Bauman battled for a few laps and then Briar passed him on lap nine. And uh, they went back to the pack a little bit for Halbert and Pearson. They were battling for fifth and sixth. It was a really good battle, actually. And uh, they fought. He fought Jared for the lead. I forget what lap it happened on, but Meese finally passed him. And so it was Meese, Briar Bauman, uh, Brandon Robinson, surprisingly, you know, coming in third spot, which is uh, the best he's finished in. I don't even remember last year he didn't finish on the podium at all. I mean, did except he? for last week when he won. <laughs> uh, compared to last season, he's doing to the last two seasons. very well. Yeah, I wonder if it's the rider or the bike then. I don't know. But Halbert came in fourth, which is also one of Halbert's better finishes in the last, uh, you know. Since since he switched to that team. Yes. And Pegram f- holding on to fifth, even though he. Uh, I think Vanderquay was actually sixth. Wasn't uh, he? I didn't look past okay. five, but uh, and I don't remember that far ago. I can't remember. He was battling and not far behind Sammy. Yeah. So the the Harley team's definitely stepping it up, but you know, like Meese even said too, like the year before and last year, he was a level above everyone, and this year everyone's kind of caught up. Yeah. So and well, I we'll think see. that's kind of evident with Carver right now too. Like, look where Carver's finishing, and you know, he's even said where he's 
felt more prepared for this season than he has for any other season. So it seems like everyone as a whole is kind of getting their shit together, if yeah. you will. And, it, you know, it's it's good. It's making some good racing. And, you know, it'd be cool to see guys like Brian Smith in the main and duking it out and put another brand up there. But we'll see. You know, yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. And uh, Briar Bauman's always been pretty good. Um you know he's always been pretty good, so we'll see. He's now that he's on a team with the the mongoose or whatever they call Jared Meese. Uh, he's got somebody that he probably trains with that's going to make him that much better. Well, he's been staying with him and training with him a lot lately. Yeah, or the last few years. Yeah, they need to get Shayna in there. They're dating. They, they might as well get I her think in she there. She does and... stay there a lot and does a lot of that too. <laughs> well, maybe we'll see her coming up. All right, guys, that's our show for this week. Do you guys have any uh, anything amazing coming up? Anything that's happening besides uh, the, the races this weekend that are going on in the course of Moto Classica? Uh, we have the Californian coming up in two weeks. I'm going to be making a piece of art for that if I get my shit together. Jay, are you? I'm going to try. we got a couple other people interested, so I'm super excited about that. Uh, Derbies, I've dropped off so many, aside from our patrons that got uh, derby cars for the Salsa Slam, not patrons, but winners of the Salsa Slam, I've dropped off a few around town. We'll see what shows up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I know Wiggins has his top secret uh, mercury-filled. Uh, yeah, I know that's the funny thing, right? If you, I know. Brady said it at Lucky Wheels. Yeah, he He's did. like, if you don't do yep. it today, yep. you're just going to sit on the shelf and it's going to mm-hmm. and, and that's sitting. Yeah. I need to order like a tungsten weight. <laughs> Maybe I just put a carbide <laughs> in on it. Right. Um, uh, stick a field initiative knife on, on it. Uh, uh, six my ounces. stuff is too light for that. <laughs> uh, and I will be out next week. I will be driving to Tennessee for the, I don't know what they're calling it, Smoky yeah. Mountain Shakedown or something. Yeah, but. and I, I saw that the fitties at Deals Gap got canceled last weekend, probably yeah. because I mentioned it. Probably going to rain or something. And yeah. Corey high-sided his 50 and broke oh, his collarbone and dude. broke his wrist. Yeah. Fitties yeah. will kill you. Yeah, dude, they're gnarly. When they're... I was a kid, 40s would kill you, right? But now uh. fitties will kill you. Um, but yeah, with that, uh, oh my God, you guys, I haven't been recording this whole time. Oh, start over, start I've been recording. Don't worry about it. Hey, everybody, just a reminder, head over to Motorcycles and Misfits on Monday for your chance to win tickets to the Sacramento Mile presented by Law Tigers, America's Motorcycle Attorneys. Also, this is the last call. By the time you're hearing this next week, it'll be too late. But we need them derby cars uh, shipped back to us, and I will return them to you if you want. Uh, just let me know. But yeah, I've got one. Mr. Singh Sign sent in an awesome little derby car, and uh, we'll be doing that at the Californian May 4th. Also, don't forget the Quail Motorcycle Gathering May 4th if you're in NorCal. Tickets to everything in the world. I'm sorry, links to everything in the world will be in the show notes. Uh, I may be going crazy. I might be delirious right now. It might be pretty late. You know, I heard two possums fighting in a tree tonight. It was the most disturbing thing I've heard in quite a while. I don't know if they were fighting or making love, but... uh, yeah, you know, either way, it's a half a dime to one, 20 dozen to the other, you know? So me and my kids had this thought the other day, kind of a shower thought, sort of a stoner thought, I guess. I'm not sure. You be the judge. We were trying to decide if cows are just saying mo 
but they have a weird accent. So they sounds like moo. Like, do cows have an accent? They're just trying to say, moo. <laughs> we couldn't figure it out. Maybe you could figure it out and email us. Patrons, stay tuned. Coming to Patreon, we're going to put up some unboxing of Sing Syme's beautiful, beautiful derby car, plus Wiggins' uh, unfiltered rant from the other week will be edited and up on Patreon. Uh, if you're interested in becoming a patron, head over to www. Do I need to put that nowadays? I think we all know what the World Wide Web is. Just head over to patreon.com forward slash creative writing for more details. And thank you to all of our patrons, including Mr. Slacker, who has provided the Slacker mic, which Jay uses weekly. We couldn't do it without you, patrons. Thank you so much. Thank you.